take a huge break. That was of, not my choice, by the way. That was a huge break because we got we had to calm down after Barbenheimer. But anyway, I was ready to go. The Rebels of Radio are back. We took back the studio. We told them to turn off their mics. It's time. Turn off your mics. Let's go. Creighton and EA live. And Creighton, you look very tired. You look very worn out. Man. Worn out. You know, I, that's why we had I'm to take so that. We had to take that break for Barbenheimer. We it's, had to. If I very rarely will you hear me ever say uh, that I made a mistake on something when it comes to like sleep schedules. But yeah, I was like at the end of I would say when did we go Tuesday? So yeah, so the end of I would say Wednesday morning I was like that was, that was a bad idea. Was, yeah, not not the Tuesday thing, the whole. Because my, my my whole thing started on Thursday. I went from yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Tuesday. Yeah. Oh yeah, how many I, times did you see it? Yeah, he saw it three. I saw each. Oppenheimer three times. I saw Barbie twice. And I have seen Barbie <laughs> once, Oppenheimer twice. Like, I did I, a lot. Like a normal person. <laughs> I did a lot. I saw and I also saw uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer in the same day. Yeah, I saw that, Oppenheimer that was Thursday. Very stupid of you. Oppenheimer Thursday, Barbie and Friday. Then I saw Barbie again and Oppenheimer back to back on Saturday, and then I went with you guys for seventy millimeter on Oppenheimer. Same theater. Uh, for the both Barbies and the one Oppenheimer, yeah. So Barbie on Friday and the Oppenheimer double feature on Saturday, yeah. Same theater. The Oppenheimer. Well, <laughs> anyway, see, I'm tired. Thursday Oppenheimer was the big Oppenheimer. Thursday the Oppenheimer <laughs> was the IMAX at. Well, I had to see it in all different screenings. Like, that's right. my whole thing. Great, and, it's okay. and it was and it was totally worth doing I, that. I, so now I, I can love your it. I love your passion. I Thank love you. your you know your enthusiasm. I don't think I'll do it again. I think you're insane, but you know what? That's you, and that's why I love you, and that's why you're so a good if person. Anybody up here, other than not <laughs> not here, but anybody up on the daytime stuff or anything, says that they did Barbenheimer weekend right. Ain't nobody's holding a candle to this guy right here. Mm-mm. I promise I you. I can promise you nobody no. at the station. I don't think anybody's other than me did a double feature. Did anybody? No, no nobody wow. did. Okay, look All at right. you go. So don't worry about it. I think most people, though, have seen Barbie before Oppenheimer, which is bad. Well, I saw Barbie before Oppenheimer on Saturday. Well, no, but they've just seen Barbie. They have Got not you. seen Oppenheimer, which I think is a disgusting thing. Which you is- need to see Oppenheimer <laughs> if you're truly a good human being. Um, okay. <laughs> that's Creighton. Anyway. That's Creighton over there, my partner in crime. I'm not going to ask you about any kind of concerts because you're going to go off about Avicii. Actually, I'm glad you said that. Avicii's coming yes. back. No, he's dead. But Tomorrowland Weekend 2 <laughs> is happening. We do this every week. Tomorrowland Weekend 2 is happening. It finished Nobody about an hour cares. ago. No, wait, I'm not done because there's something else that needs to be said. I'm glad you mentioned okay, that. Go there should be a DJ uh, named oh. Avicii's Ghost. That would be uh, sick, hey, dude. Listen, it feels like he's here because they play him at every festival. But. Something happened last night, okay? Oh, yeah, your little album. I told album. you I was going to tell you this. Your album? So something happened last night. I have no idea if anybody if anybody up here, I would hope Monty listened to it. Don't think he did. But if you listen to the Pink Tape, odds are you at least knew about this. And uh, anyways, what happened last night was for five years we've been waiting for Utopia, which is Travis Scott's new album. Mm-hmm. And it came and out? it happened. And, and it was unfreaking believable. It was so good. History, anyway. history was made last night. I've never heard a production like this on an album in probably at least like I would say 2017, 2018. Do you hate anything? What? Yeah. Oh man. Don't Demi Lovato. We can go on. Um, I watched Children of the Corn yesterday. Not the old one, the new one that just came out. 
one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I hate things. Okay, because yeah. you just but keep... But there's a lot of good But so things. far, like, I, I, you know what? I will never take what? your word on music because you said Ice Spice she is, slaps and She's stuff. not bad. She is terrible. And she's actually a much better person. That's the one reason why the Barbie movie to me so here's, failed. So here's my thing about because it. Because they put she, she, her song, she's her got, and Nicki Minaj. The at the end of the oh, first of all, yeah, okay. her, I love Nicki Minaj, but her and Nicki Minaj Work. ruined <laughs> 1996's Aqua's Barbie Girl. See, oh, that's what they do to cover they, up they, it? Yeah, yeah, and I was so angry with it. I'm like, okay. and if it was just Nicki, I would have loved it. But it was Ice Spice, and she's god awful they just talk about coochies the entire time <laughs> pretty much that's all that's all ice spice does she bends <laughs> over and she shakes her butt because that's all she can do pretty much in her life so utopia anyway it looks out, like annie and it was she does she looks not, like no annie. stop that she's got long hair she just had a fro for a bit she's back it's but straight she, hair but she now. looked like annie for though. a second not anymore it doesn't matter anyways utopia one of the greatest things I've ever heard in my life. Lived up to the hype. Makes the pink tape, I hate to say this, makes the pink tape look like absolute garbage. Like, so what, bad. Breaking Which, news. Coming from what if, me. What if the pink tape did, no, no, was what, garbage? It wasn't. But, what, but listen to me. Listen to me. Uh -huh. How many times did you hear me come on here and defend the pink tape about how good it was? And here I am now saying how bad the pink tape is compared to Watch. this. That's how good Utopia is. I'll say this. Five Before years, we man, introduce our special this guest. Guy, this guy is an absolute genius. It's Travis Scott's world, and we're all living in it. Okay. And um, I don't gates know, to a Utopia ever, are open, man. We, we, for the first time, we actually have a guest. What? And we're trying to get. He to needs him. to hear this too. And you're just <laughs> everybody just needs to hear it. First of all, I don't support Travis. Spread the Scott. word. Of Why not? Or uh, tell, tell me. Vert. I would love for you to tell me what the reason. is. Because apparently, if you go to TikTok, they're devil worshippers. <laughs> what? Yeah. Do... Remember my thing I told you about how people think about it, that everyone sold their souls, and I want to get into that. Your guy Travis Scott is smack dab in the middle of all of it. I think you're confusing him for No, go look it up. If you had said Uzi Vert, I'd be like, no, okay, you him got too, me. him too. Uzi's Uzi's bad yeah. about it. Yeah, but no, no, no. But they said that Travis Scott, you know, the Astro World incident. That was correct. Yeah. They said that he did that on purpose. Which to is Total. Oh yeah, you're right, EA. I'm sorry. He just wanted. He. he I'm did, not saying he did it on purpose so he could sue himself. No. He, listen. Because I'm not. Anybody loves hundred million dollar lawsuits. Listen, anybody listen, loves I that. Know why you're attacking me? I'm no, telling you what they're saying. saying. What you're saying. Anyways, I'm saying that they said the that he did that to sacrifice those people. Oh my God. For for as and we say in my religion, Shaitan. And what you think Barbie has a crap? Devil. Anyways, you gotta get off. You, All right, you gotta get off. So, um, good for you and your devil guy. I for, um, for ninety guy. minutes last night while I was up here, wow. Fernando could see it on my face. I was geeking. I, I was so hard cheesing. I bet six 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 started going it on his head. So good. All right, I've never heard this production. One of the best sounds I've ever heard. It's like creating. Nobody's soul. doing look, music. No wonder. Look at his shirt. What? What is it? This is oh, all this, fiery. This is Alinium. It's two different things. That's DJ's. Okay, Dante's continue. Inferno. Nobody's <laughs> making music like that in 2023. That's all, all right. So, uh, thank you, Creating, for that. Uh, but you heard a third voice. For the first time ever, we have a guest here on Turn Off Your Mics. Now, technically, you did hear another person in earlier episodes that was our good friend Darian, but he kind of just popped in. We didn't know, but more than what, we're, we're all cool with it. You can come in and talk all you want. But he wasn't a planned guest. Mm. Today you are our first plan guest. Thank you. And when Monty couldn't make it, we went straight to you. Okay, okay. You that's what it is. Choice. Yeah, <laughs> I would have never said that. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. No, we we oh, like Don. was begging Jonathan me. Jonathan Dodd. Welcome to turn off your mics. Thank you. You are now part of the Rebels of Radio. How does right. it feel? It feels amazing. Yeah, it takes I feel pride empowered. In I feel like a man 
now, this is great. You are a man. We, yes. It was only right that we brought him on because he is the one that got really nice seats to that theater. Oh my God! Yeah, were those nice? Did you they see that you, you you showed you you heard me what I told you about EA where he sat? You know. <laughs> Yeah, didn't you sit like yeah. second row? For second all? row Center, for a five-story screen. Oh. Um, first off, it worked. The, oh, I'm sure it did. No, it there's did. not a chance in the world because I loved it. I know exactly where you sat because I sat in those same seats for Spider-Man Three in 2007. Shots but it wasn't IMAX. School. And my neck still hurts from watching that movie. But was that IMAX? Yeah, that was then? IMAX. Where were y'all yeah. in 2007? I was either uh, oh. When that movie came out, yeah, how old were you? So were I, you I was, I just turned eighteen. Okay, so you graduated. I living, I, well, if it was May of two thousand seven, I just graduated. Okay, what you, what were you doing? Uh, I was living in an apartment, a bachelor pad, and we were just slamming it left and right mm. all day long. I was all going right. into fourth grade. You little baby. <laughs> like I don't know why I let you on the show, you baby. Like you know, who cares about your little? <laughs> I was like going. I, I wasn't even out of elementary school. But uh, Jonathan yeah. Dodd, welcome. Uh, I'm so glad you're here. We also had to mention this, Fight Night. Mm. It's coming. I want people to know that. Now, as I said, I'm not no longer able to fight in it. Why not? Because nobody wants to fight me. Because <laughs> you're going to kick their ass. Yeah, pretty much. I was going to win literally yeah. against everybody. But I want to encourage everybody to go there because I think, for me, I'm very excited about this event. When's it going to be? Uh, end of August. I think uh, the 31st. Literally the 31st. Yeah, So, and I can't wait to go because the idea of having a place inside where it's like – where you're just inside and a bunch of P1s all packed in there, and it's just the and I've watched the videos of the older ones, and it just feels like an underground fight club, yeah. like with cages. I know there's no cages, but it feels like that. Is that you really know? what they do? Uh, it's, it's yeah, it's Kumite. inside. Fight to the death. Well, if that's the case, we have a ring, right? We don't do cages. Yeah, right? it's a ring. It's okay. a ring. Yeah, okay. it's I said it had like that sparring. cage vibe. Oh, I, was say, I was like, I was like, like man, that really changes it. If you we're know, doing like cages. that underground cage vibe. Yeah, that's illegal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Or like, you remember the first Spider-Man when he went to fight that? Oh wrestler? yeah, kind of like that. Trivia: Who is that? That's uh, the Bone wrestler, crusher. Macho Man. Randy there you Savage. go. Good job. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was called Bone Crusher. No. Macho sure, man, but that's not, said. yeah, that's not the answer I was looking that's for. What he meant. Oh, Dottie, like, and then, oh, and then uh, Bruce yeah. Campbell. Thank you. The, uh, yeah, see, he's on my wavelength. He's, he's all it. Bruce Campbell's also the uh, auditorium guy in the second one. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, what was he in the He's third the great, one? he's the, the host. The, uh, yes, like the sommelier or something at yes, the uh, yeah, French yeah, restaurant. Yeah. I am listening to you, but as we're speaking, I am also trying to find the Huevos Rancheros picture I took of my ranch. I could show you. Continue. Oh, man. There's nothing like trying to go back through your timeline in the photos. When some, you're having a conversation, like, hold on, it's somewhere in here. I'll find it. Just yeah. stay, sit tight. I'm totally going to be ignoring you while I'm going through these photos because you have to see these photos. Uh, this so is what Crane does almost every week. He'll get distracted by, I mean, sometimes we'll, be, say, we'll have a great conversation about sports or something like sports. And we're just going back and forth, and then he will stop mid-conversation because something on the March? TV uh, popped up. What do you mean? Why are you asking us? <laughs> we are not there. We weren't there with you, okay? Oh, in I turn... did it in the fall, not the spring. I don't know why I was looking in the spring. Continue, continue, continue. Anyway, we're moving on. I'm sorry. Just got to go. We're going to sports now. <laughs> okay, no, All we're right, fighting. We took a break. No, I'm just done with you. I'm <laughs> done with you and everything. Good God. Oh, All right, man. so we haven't done sports in a while. We took a break last week or two weeks ago because of Barbenheimer and all the effects of it. We need to get back into it because the in reality we have the Dallas Cowboys are.
back in our rearview mirror. They're right there. They're coming. The start right. of the season is just a month away, Creighton. We are ready, and training camp has kicked off, so we're all excited. All the ticket hosts are about to go to Oxnard. I'm so jealous. They are that's, there. That's one thing I really want to do to check off on my bucket list to go to camp. They've been there all week. Well, only the musers have, so they're just you paying attention. That's the only Again. people I work with. What? That's the only people I work okay, with. Okay, well, you didn't know about the rest <laughs> of them. Oh, you know what? That makes total sense because you've been up here all week. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, this guy. This guy. Still looking up his photos, by the way. <laughs> it's important. You're going to love it when I show you. I'm, I'm even more curious now. Yeah, you're going to love it. No, I, I don't. I wouldn't I, do it if it wasn't important. I wouldn't do it if it wasn't important. ranch on eggs? Yo, I'm telling you, I thought it was gnarly, too, and it works. No, it does work. I, yeah. There was a <laughs> breakfast taco I used to get from Torchy's. It had eggs and the Chipotle ranch on it. Right. Chef's See? kiss, bro. Woo. Magnifique. So we're going to get to the Cowboys talk, or are we just going to talk about <laughs> Sorry, No, yes, we're going to yes. talk about Wavros Rancheros. Yeah, because that's I about as Cowboys we're going to get I here. Really, so like, Dottie, I thought you were going to be, like, good, you know, backup. Yeah, but you're let's not. go, Cowboys. You're like, you've turned against them. Football. Anyway. Let's go. Uh, the point of the segment is we're getting excited for the Dallas Cowboys. Training camp has started. And there are a lot of questions going around about this team and what they're going to do this season. I mean, last year they were a pretty decent team. I mean, they got to the NFC Divisional round. A lot of people thought they could have beat the 49ers. They had me believing. It, say what? They had me believing. Yeah. I thought oh, they could okay. do it. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? We get in there, and then, of course, Tony Pollard goes down. And honestly, even when Pollard went down, the defense did an amazing job keeping the Cowboys in that game. It kept us alive. And Until now we decided to make Zeke an offensive lineman. Yes. That's, yeah. That doesn't they, usually they work. still replay that on TikTok, by the way. Like, yeah, they should. That's, that's, that's still on TikTok. So now we find ourselves, they lose, and we go over another offseason. And I have these questions. Are these Cowboys, my number one question for you guys is, are these Cowboys as good as they were last year? Are they better? Are they worse? And for me, I don't know. There's a lot of – I don't know really. Again, huge question mark on this team on the offense, defense, everything because there's so many radical changes going on for this team. First off, you lose Kellen Moore. Office coordinator is gone. And now you bring in Mike McCarthy who used to be a play caller. He hasn't done it almost since, what, 2017, 2016? Yep. Right. He hasn't done it in so long. So you bring in Mike McCarthy and then Brian Schottenheimer and they're going to come in here and they're going to bring in this new running – running game offense and everything like that. Where Dak Prescott, is he going to be able to adjust to this? So let me ask you guys this question. Is the offense going to be better or worse, do you think, going into this season? You know, the running back point is pretty big because you lose the guy in Zeke Elliott. I know he was not productive anymore, but he you knew that you could at least count on him to take some hits, take some of that time, that toll that it takes to play a RB1 off of Pollard, so he can come in with that change of pace. But now whenever Pollard, especially coming off an injury, is going to be the first option from running back, dude, that's going to be hard for him to be able to chuck out those yards that, that Zeke was able to just get by basically by falling down. You know, like he would definitely right. get you one to two, but with Pollard, you're going to ask him to go in and take two to three downs in a row, taking like a rest on a third down and maybe put in Deuce, the new running back they drafted from uh, Kansas State. And give him a shot, maybe do something differently in a third down package. But it's going to be tough to try to replace 
what the guy gave you for like was that seven seasons that Zeke yeah, was here for? Yeah, hot minute. Yeah, yeah. So just learning how to ha- have that offense go. I'm pretty sure Pollard's got the playbook down, but just knowing that Zeke was going to be there as good as he could, even with bad knees, he was going to still take those hits because he was a big dude. You know, he has and, a big core. He can we, really take some pounding. I don't we, know if Pollard's going to be able to do that. We take this for granted, but one of the yeah. biggest things Zeke had was pass protection. Tony Pollard, we've seen him in pass protection. It's not that yeah, great. He's, he's going to get a chip, but he ain't going to get the full block. Zeke could. Exactly. And Zeke, I mean, he would destroy linebackers that came near Dak. He was yeah. that good. Right. And so what I worry about is, again, the running back, that situation with Tony Pollard taking a, you know, the, the most of the carries now. But what about the backup running backs? Is Malik Davis ready to step up? Is Deuce Vaughn ready to step up? Are these guys good enough to do it running back by committee? Because – Honestly, I love Tony Pollard, but I don't know if he's good enough to be the epicenter of the offense. And for say, okay, 17 games. Right, well, yeah. For 17 games. Mind you also that they're now switching the offense to being more run-oriented. I know yeah. that gave you a hard-on because you love, love running, running the football. Dude, I, I love classic football. Like, right. I just love it. Uh, yeah, I, I disagree with you. I mean, I think uh, you know running football is important, but I do think that you need a – Good passing game to win in the, today's league. Oh, for sure. Uh, I didn't say you didn't have to. Yeah. I just, I no, just love. I, I know I you like, love old school oh things. That's why God. you're into way older women. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something to be said that the two are not going to be together, like we've been saying. Like, who knows? Like, Tony really hasn't had like a season where he it's it's him, and then the drop off after him is significant. He's always had like for as as I guess air quotes right now with me it's like as bad as Zeke has been at some points he's still always that guy that's like reliable like even if he's not busting for a thousand yard season or something like that he's still very 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 good very good enough to get your team across the line and I think I'm curious to see how Tony one I I don't even know what he's gonna look like I, I would I I'm going to assume the injury is just fine, but I, you never know. Once things happen like that, you never know what's going to actually – you're never really the same, right? Um, but I'm more curious to see how are you going to carry the load now that you are head and shoulders RB1. They're going to be looking at you. And the drop after after that, even though like Deuce Vaughn, I guess, might come in and do some things and stuff like that, I would assume that he's not going to be in Ezekiel Elliott or anything like that. I think – I want to see, okay, Tony, here you go. It's your team. What what can you do with it? Yeah. Because he could easily have this responsibility and it not work out. And we could always come back to being like, well, now we see why he was so good is because he always had we had Zeke to fall back on and yes. the load didn't have to he didn't have to worry about the load as much. Mm-hmm. But here we are now. And going to Dodd's point, he said it's seventeen you had seventeen games. Sure is. That is a lot of games a lot. where you're the focal point of the offense. So then it comes to my second question with Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. And how much are they going to rely on him running the football? Because that was an issue. We know Dak can uh, move. He's very early on in his career, he made a living off using his legs. Yeah. Now, ever since that bad injury, the crucial injury where it happened, what, 2020? Uh, oh, since yeah. then, Snapped Since it. then, he has been very hesitant to run. And I don't blame him for I that. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't blame him. But, again, he's been very hesitant. And when he has, he, it looks like he's lost his burst a little bit. It's not No, the, 100%, yes. It, yeah, it, yeah it looks, 100%, he's not absolutely. the same. He's and so that's – and, again, that's not Dudes against – Dudes are the, bigger than they are in college, man. Like, right. if, like, if there was one beast that you're playing against, 
uh, from the 11 that you're going up against, yeah. there's 11 of those guys in yeah. the NFL. Which is always and the... that was the problem here with Dak Prescott, especially down the stretch, because now Dak Prescott, okay, so you're not using your legs as much anymore. Okay, fine. So you're going to have to rely on yourself as a passer. And he did a much more of that last season mm-hmm. under Kellen Moore. And I know we can blame a lot of the interceptions on – the receivers, they couldn't catch the football. There were a lot of tip passes, a lot of drop balls, but there were a lot of in it, bad passes that didn't there go. Was. They just went nowhere, and of course, nobody had to. Yeah, they would just go like two feet over the dude. Yeah, exactly. And so, the, and some of the defenders dropped a lot of great sure. uh, yes. picks that they could have had. So again, we couldn't try to protect Dak as much as we want, but he did have some issues last season that he needs to 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 work on. And my question is, my 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 fear is is now that's why we're going to a more running base offense because they don't trust Dak or they think, well, okay, we got to hold Dak back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then then you go back to Tony Pollard. That balance of the running game and well, the passing game, that's what I'm worried about. If that's the if case, we're, we're then... not going to find the equal equilibrium, the equilibrium of uh, yes. a perfect what are we going to do? 60-40, 40-60, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I am worried <laughs> about that. Well, I for one will not uh I would not leave the decision up to Mike McCarthy to figure out how well, to. Well, he is. He's, he's that, calling the plays. I know. No, I know that. I'm saying I would not. Well, then who would you put it on? I, I'd prefer a dog more than that. A dog? You don't trust Mike McCarthy? No. Oh, absolutely not. Why not? <laughs> you know what? Hold on, Tommy. That's a good question because I'm glad you brought that up. Why I are think we he, just trusting Mike McCarthy all of a not, sudden? It's it's not why. Listen, the guy has been first stop. of all. Okay, t- I'm not saying it like that. Don't don't. I'm not saying it like oh he's a, he's terrible. He sucks at everything. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying Sounds there's some like things it. where I'm questioning if. And to his credit, he's been pretty all right, has he not? I would. Right? I don't know. Two back to back twelve win seasons. I is got pretty that. Damn good. I that's why there's I'm always t- something though. Like, I I kind of see where Creighton's going because McCarthy is solid as hell. And he gets you like ninety percent of the way through, right. and then for like everyone, like every fourth game, is there not that last ten percent? There's like, just something the where you're like, "What is he doing?" Right? You know, like why did he decide to do that? Here's my Fine. thing about you McCarthy. Def- it's not like a blatant yeah, like. I am McCarthy, not flat. Yeah, I am not flat out saying that. It's yeah. just like, what did he do? I'm that just like, for? I'm like, I don't know, man. Can yeah. you? Are you good enough to handle that? Because yeah. here's the thing: is that for the longest parts of his career, and I don't want to make this a McCarthy thing, but he, he was in Green Bay with what most would consider at that in that era of Aaron Rodgers, like one of the what are you look at me like funny for I'm like not. as if Aaron Rodgers wasn't great. I, well, Aaron no, Rodgers said I, that I was McCarthy was a, like, dumb as far as football. Knowledge. Right. Okay. And I, he, I, he gets, I mean, how he's can you sensitive? I was no, not. You I was, just kind of looked at me. Funny. I was squinting. Okay, at once. <laughs> I can't see. I don't my. Uh, I need you glasses. wear glasses? <laughs> I usually should. I no, shouldn't be wearing. No, I really do. Do you really? Yeah, I, I need. I need of that. I need EA to wear a trench coat and some pedo glasses. That's what I need. I want to go for that. And you shave the beard, dude. I told. Okay. I told EA on Tuesday he had this awesome man beard going, and he's like, I get to go produce the hard line. And I said, okay, go in there, and they will respect (laughs) you if you have a beard. He's like, I can't do that. Yeah, I can't. It's like, dude, it's radio. What are you talking about? but I need to dress professionally when I walk in. It's the ticket. Corby wears (laughs) shorts and sandals every day. He can afford to. He can afford to do that. I can't. I wear shorts I got to make an impression. I had to walk by Cat's office every day and say hi. He's got a beard. Yeah. Yeah, but and he was, his was trimmed. Sometimes. It um, was trimmed. Anyway, back to I, your I point. I told you to trim right. the beard, clean up the neck, and you're good to <laughs> he go. He did it all. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, Mike McCarthy. Thanks for the. I think uh, there's something to say that he was for large parts of his coaching tenure was with Aaron Rodgers, and he's done great. 
relatively great. It good, I guess, is a better a Super way to put Bowl? it. In Dallas, what? Oh yeah, okay. As if okay, I would love to see Mike McCarthy win a Super Bowl without Aaron Rodgers. Okay, you can say that about almost every head coach. Because he hasn't. No, no, but okay, you can say that about a great. Oh, sure. So, what about Bill Bel- so is Bill Belichick overrated? I was gonna say, I'm glad you gave me that answer. Yeah. No. I think I think Tom, oh. I think he's really good, but yeah. I think I think it's a whole different ballgame with Tom Brady no, in the realm. Because I could, did you look at the first three Super Bowls that Tom Brady really had nothing to do with? We're gonna live in that myth because he oh Tom Brady blah blah. blah. It was he had one of the best defenses on his team. They had a quarterbacks not allowed to have good defenses. Well, when they did all the work. Listen, all I'm saying is I cannot. That's not what I wanted to get into. But what was his touchdowns interception ratio? Tom Brady those three years for the first three. Uh, because I would imagine they have to be pretty good. They were pretty great. The, the, the TDs, I'm not that's trying what you to discount no, Tom you were. Brady. No, you were. What I'm trying to say exactly is what you were doing. I'm trying to say is that he had a lot of help this for, in, in his first dynasty. But so, so yeah, Mike McCarthy. I, I mean, can he do it? Maybe it remains to be seen. But I, I sometimes I get worried when he gets when he has those kinds of decisions in his hands. Regardless, he has the decision in his hands. Now the thing is, is you're gonna start realizing, okay, is that good enough to actually be a starting a legit starting quarterback in the league? Oh wow, so or you're starting not, to hate on Dak, huh? I, I, oh yeah, I'm I'm not I'm getting not closer and disciple. closer every day to saying, you know what, Dak, I'm not as opposed to going in another direction. However, I'm also the guy that says. You got to be careful what you're doing in the in the NFL when you start getting rid of quarterbacks because what if there's something else that's not as good out there? That's the thing. It's like if you have something that's relatively good that'll get you over the hump. If you have other people around him, you just keep it. Kind of like what they do with Kirk Cousins. I will say this: I'm going to disagree with you on Dak Prescott. I think he is a top ten quarterback. No, if you ask me, yes, I agree. I, I think, think he's also, good, but and he I has think some he can... shady instances where I'm like, oh. Okay, well, I also think that Dak Prescott can win you a Super Bowl though. Really? I, I think he'll. I think he has. First of all, he has the leadership qualities that we all want in a yeah. quarterback. Second of all, I think he has the talent. To oh, get you, you said to the can. Next, yeah. Oh, they said can't win a Super Bowl. No, they I said, said he can, can get you to a championship yeah. and not. A he Super can. Bowl. He okay. can get you to the championship game. He can win you the championship. Okay. I would. I know. He, he can I'm do a, all I'm those things. I just. My, think he makes I some think decisions. also Mike McCarthy isn't as bad as a lot of people think. I think we attack him because this is what we do in Dallas. We attack our head coaches no matter. He what. makes some dumb decisions he, though. Sometimes. Okay, but guess who made more dumb? decisions? And I'm not saying every coach Jason doesn't Garrett. do that. No, I'm. No, you're right. No, Garrett no, made, no, I'm agreeing. You're right. Garrett was no. Here's the problem, Jason. Jason didn't make any decision, which is worse than making dumb decisions. I no, agree. he did. He made some when he was walk around head coach slash uh, play caller during the first two seasons. He clapped of his more league. than he played calls. Yeah, he called plays. And then of course he iced his own kicker. He had a lot of no, issues. I'm just saying. Yeah, Jason I know Garrett. I'm he's mad better. right now. Just you talking about the Jason Garrett era. It was yeah. awful. I hated. He wasted. Era. He wasted Tony Romo's career. But Dak's got to. I think everybody can agree that at in some retrospect, Dak has got to be better and you you can't be throwing the way you're throwing yeah you can't and especially if you're if you're not gonna run if you don't throw better oh they're gonna light you up like the media that is have you ever had it real quick have you ever had it to where like you were working with somebody in a partnership and then they left and you realized that okay i was like thinking they'll cover this they'll cover this and it'll lighten my load and i'll do this but now it's all me, mm. and I've got to like man up and put even more work hours into being this, into doing this project to get it off the ground or whatever. I kind of feel like with Zeke leaving, because yeah. Dak and Zeke were buddy buddy. They came in the same draft. They were always tied. They're together. still hanging out. They're still hanging out. They <laughs> were with each other the other day. But I wonder if the fact that Zeke's not going to be there anymore, it's kind of like a like this little slight mature 
maturing that has to go on where he's I realizing, you know what, my guy's not here anymore. He's not going to be picking up the load. He's not going to be picking up the blitzes because Tony's going to be doing it. I'm just going to have to pick up my game just a little bit more because Zeke's not going to be here. And you think that will push Dak in that direction yeah, where I he think, will rise yes, to yeah, the occasion. I, yeah, and I'm I not, and by no means am I saying that Dak does not work hard. All no, I'm saying yeah, is it might yeah. just be a little slight, like 2% to 3% mental shift that might just trigger a little bit of growth. Which I think is a fair thing to say because Tony Pollard is nowhere near market, as marketable as Zeke was. This is Turn Off Your Mics where Creighton and uh, Jonathan Dodd both. He's doing a reset in a podcast. I was about to say it, but I didn't want to say it. <laughs> I was I'm glad it. you said it. <laughs> I've also seen him look at the clock like a radio professional, like, oh, we got to get out of this segment and move on to another one. It's first a freaking off, podcast. First off, I am an excellent broadcaster. Uh, I didn't se- want to say second of all, about the Second of all, <laughs> you both reset. can go fuck yourselves. <laughs> and, well, that's not professional. And Brady. third of Don't all, I was F-bomb. about to make a joke because I was saying we are here on Turn Off Your Mics with Creighton and Jonathan Dodd, and they both hate on ja- uh, Dak Prescott and think he We're can't not. rise to the occasion. I'm not. Did, I, did we say it that? It sounds like did it. Did we say like, that? I believe. I just told you I agree with you on the Super Bowl thing. I totally – I even – this is – listen, for the one show that I did with Darian – I also said that I think he can win a Super Bowl. He's got to be better, but I think he can win a Super Bowl. Those two things can be true, EA. Is that not true? It is true. And I also would love to see him run more, but I think that ship has sailed. Well, you know what, though? So the other thing, since Zeke's not going to be there, uh, I have a feeling that we may see him have to scramble a little bit more. So I I wonder if we may see a little bit more some play action stuff or maybe him running out of the pocket and going to a strong side. I'm cool with. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if well, it's going to I like a mobile deck. But you know, I like mobile for some I fun. do, too, and I would like more design play actions yeah. where, you know, or more design or quarterback boots. You know, we need something where uh, we need to get back to more of a creative offense. Where Which is where I hope Kellen use... Moore gone is going to help. Yes. Well, here's the thing. A lot of people yeah. think that Kellen Moore leaving is going to be a detriment to this team. I don't know, man. That dude. It depends on where you sat it side the on the Kellen Moore. We got to the point where I was starting to be able to call his well, plays. Kellen, hold on. <laughs> but is that Kellen Moore or is that just, you know, the Cowboys? Because it's weird. So that's the thing. We're going to find that out this year, I think. Okay. That was, that's what I was going to tell you. I don't want Kellen is, Moore. This is the year you'll find that he's out. He's going to go down to Los Angeles with the Chargers and just Justin Herbert is going to turn into like this stud all now, of a I'll sudden. I'll tell you this. If that happens, I will sit up here and say, okay, Kellen, I was my bad. I kind of overdid it. But I don't know if that's going to happen. I do think I do think that Jay Herb is good enough to elevate well, I, I over love, that. I love Herbert. He but had, I, I, yeah. The problem I, is, is I'm they, just telling you, they it was still have a bad head, being able to guess the plays. They had a bad head coach in, uh, with the Chargers. Hey, now their their head coach is like an idiot. That, if you want to talk about idiots, that's the guy. Did you say San Diego? I, I meant Los Angeles. I always miss that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, it's I'll always call them the San Diego Chargers. I'll Someone told that, me I wasn't. Old enough to call them the San Diego Chargers. They just went to LA what like four years yeah. ago, five years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Who they're, said that to you? I can't remember. It had to been. It had to been a conversation up here. I don't know. But they're like a lot of people. In they're like you're not old enough to call them San Diego. A lot of people like to make fun of your age. Because I make fun of y'all's. Yeah, that's kind of mean. <laughs> Sorry. How old are you again, Creighton? I like just 10. turned twenty six. Oh, that's not bad. No, it's not, not too bad. bad. It's a yeah, lot but he also likes to make fun of like you and me because we're old. Eh. It happens. I've accepted <laughs> it. it. I, I fully accepted it this last year. Um, uh, one thing I do want to say about the Cowboys where I think I have no questions about, and I think you guys are going to both agree, the defense is going to be stellar this year. Right. And I think I'm, I'm going to jump off a ledge here. Don't do it. I think the Dallas Cowboys defense will be 
the number one defense in the I'm league. on that train, too. Whoa. I'm on that train, too. With Trayvon Diggs, you got him signed. Right. We're good. Stephon Gilmore on the other side. You have two pretty much shutdown corners on either side. Mm-hmm. One of them digs more of the playmaker, you know, yeah. the Deion Sanders I, I like type. the playmaking quarterback. Cornerback, exactly. Yeah. He's a ball hawk right there. Mm-hmm. Then on the other side, you have Gilmore, who doesn't really get interceptions as much. But, again, he's a great man-to-man defender, and that's what you want. We've got some depth in the secondary. Yes. Oh, yeah, for young real. Young Eric Scott Jr., the young rookie six-rounder coming in there. He's already shown. He already got a highlight uh, interception off Dak Prescott so far in camp. Oh, God. That's uh, good. You have your that's safety. <laughs> It was a tip pass, but okay. Oh, uh, what else is new? Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> Thanks. That, that didn't help me. Um, <laughs> but then you got your safeties all Donovan Wilson. Yep. Uh, uh, what's the other guy's name from the uh, the Colts? Who got for last year? Well, before you, while you think about that, Donovan Wilson, the guy that we didn't think would come back, got a lot of people. I think even like part of the maybe outside of Jerry Jones, but some like of the hardcore media in the Dallas Cowboys thought that, oh wow, he's if if he's not at least gonna like. If he's not gone, he's definitely going to shop the, shop, shop the market pretty good. And I think a lot of people did, though, think that he was going to be gone. And they found a way to get that one done and bring him back. And I think that was one of the more surprising things, the fact that they got that one out of the way so early, too. The, yeah, the defense, I'm totally down with. If they're not going to be number one, because sometimes it's really hard to get to that spot because that always depends on one or two games, I definitely think that they're going to put up a stat line every week that's going to consistently put them in the top four. You guys think that the turnovers are going to continue? because um, At the rate? I don't know about at the rate that they were doing it. Exactly, because that that was the thing but last I, year. I, I that was team to do it. abnormally high that we were getting right. a lot of ten- turnovers, and it felt weird because remember, for so many years, the Dallas Cowboys never would get turnovers. But you know, never. yeah, and yeah. I point, was like, "Are you? Can you ever just get a yeah, damn interception?" Remember, there was like a stretch that. where it was like eighteen games or something. Mm-hmm. They didn't have an interception. Oh God, that's embarrassing. At one point, I remember Brandon Carr was the last person that had like Use, a pick six. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> it, it was like, yeah, I, I think our leading intercept uh, the the person that made the most interceptions who led the team was uh sean lee Ooh. remember that he would like Do get six picks sean. a year and we like sean was a good guy that's all i can say that's bad sean. whenever he you're lying interception. <laughs> he would yeah. get an interception and then get hurt yeah and be out for two years yeah. and then, and then he would and, still lead the team right. and pick that was the thing and yeah. then you, but you know what that i'm glad you mentioned that was that even if we don't continue on the rate that we do for the first time in a while, I think I can like look at a guy like Micah Parsons and a little bit Trayvon, even though like he oversells a lot of the times, but it works out because he does end up getting a lot. I think that like for the first time in a bit, I can be like, oh, we need a pick. I can, I yeah. can fully believe that one of these guys is going to go get the that last shot. two seasons, yeah. especially the last two yeah, seasons, it's like thirty three and thirty four takeaways or something yeah, like that. They, yeah. they have every time you would like, oh, they're going to get an interception or they need to get an interception. It makes either not even interceptions, force fumbles. Right. Uh, th- that never happened for the Dallas Cowboys. They- they'd lose them half the time. So uh, one thing that's one thing I'm very excited for. By the way, it was Malik Hooker who I was talking yeah. about. Oh, yes, uh, sir. He's Malik way Hooker, down there, though, uh, on the depth chart, isn't he? No. Like, he, he came up be- due to injuries. Kind of, but he's been part of the rotation. Yeah. Because technically, Curse, he's a safety, but they play him at a linebacker position mm-hmm. anyway, uh, especially now like that him. you move Micah Parsons down low. By the way, another question for you guys. Micah Parsons. Yes. We all know he's a stud. Yeah. In fact, I pretty much and he's fun. expect him to have the highest pay, be the highest paid defensive player in a few years. He's just that good. Do you think that him playing primarily a defensive end now is a bad or good thing? No, I think it's fine. I've seen him play in like when what Penn State times he was killing it there, doing whatever they needed, and 
he was running. He runs all over the field anyways here. I don't think he's going to miss a beat. If you ever get a chance to hear him talk about his dogs, it's pretty funny. Thank you for that, that random <laughs> thing about his dogs. But thank you. Thank you. Uh, he's got Wasn't, some funny. St- Yo, one, he's got one story where like, like the, the, cause he's got like this, like uh yard guy or whatever. And the yard guy came in unannounced and like his, like he's got this, he's got, what's that big, huge dog? The Mastiff? Yeah. yeah something Mastiff. like that. Just almost tore him to shreds. Like wow. the, the guard, the, the, the garden. So, like he almost murdered a guy. <laughs> That's so hilarious. Dog- <laughs> Hey guys, my dog almost murdered a guy. I'm being sued. The guy who came to take care of my house. Uh, well, uh, the, ticket, the of, ticket stock behind the stage talks were funny with Mike. Did you just reveal things that may have? Oh have been yeah, on? Probably no, didn't. no, that's that's a public thing. Though. Oh, just, okay. I was okay. like, um, you can find that story on Google. I'm just okay, telling you. Just make, just I'm it just making sure. Okay. Um, uh, no, uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, yeah, back to Dottie. Do you think that playing defensive end is going to hurt or help the Dallas Cowboys? So defense? last season, wasn't there something like the last six games where they were getting concerned about his endurance because he was playing on the line yeah. so much they didn't right. anticipate playing him on the line that much, and he kind of faded away, and they were starting to become concerned about it? It was because I remember at the time, this is what happened, the defense started to slow down a bit because you had massive injuries to your secondary. Like Literally, they were dropping like flies. And they couldn't stop anybody. All opposing quarterbacks had to do is just throw up, throw it up there, and they were going to get huge chunks. Mm-hmm. So then Micah Parsons, of course, was your only weapon to get a pass rush going. So they had to put him out there, and he started to get really tired, and he wasn't used to it. And it just looked really bad. So that's one of my why I was concerned. Well, I think it's a, a liability. I think you should just keep playing him. 50% as a linebacker, 50% as a defensive end. Let him be all over the field. Let him be that Swiss Army knife. On third downs, on obvious passing downs, no shit. Go put him out there on the defensive line. Yeah. But honestly, on first and second down, play around with it. Move him at defensive tackle. Move Which him might down end to up the, happening by the to time linebacker. this season. Maybe put him out in the secondary. You never know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. I'd love that. would be fun. Let's see what he can do back <laughs> exactly. there. I'm sure. Sure. I guarantee you he's a ball I think his hog. thing is like I, I, I just don't want him to have to – do as much as he has to has had to do or a little, much as he thinks he has to do i guess is a better way but he does at the same time so i'm looking I, at I, but i just want his workload to be a little less entirely not position wise i just want like I, I i hope that the guys that we have signed for the defense yeah can pick up some of the slack to where i'm like not having to worry about like oh my god like it's like the 16th game he's just like the only person that's like had to like we shouldn't be. He shouldn't have to play every down, every game like he was basically right. at the point doing it last year. I decided to take a look at the roster here right. of what they got going on. Uh, remember the offensive lineman Isaac Alarcon? Oh my God! Mm-hmm. I sat next to him on the plane. Kinda. They like, moved him over back. to the defensive line. You didn't know that? Back. No. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's recent. That's recent. Okay. No, that, that's not recent. That happened at the end of the all season last year. That's recent. Or the beginning of the offseason. That's recent. I didn't How's that I didn't, recent? That just that's flew under the radar. Ago. I didn't months catch ago. that. What, in the terms of a 100-year-old league, it's pretty recent. Okay. Well, Continue. Yeah, in terms of time, that. sure. Um, oh, that's what I'm talking about. Bring, they they have Gallimore <laughs> yeah. and Odigizua coming back. Jonathan Hankins is going to be back. Mm-hmm. Um, Mozzie Smith. Yeah. So uh, they've got some oh, real good right. depth, dude. I mean, our defensive line was tearing it up last season. <laughs> it was. And the good thing is this: you, you got Hankins there. Yeah. He's your veteran. He's going to start. Yep. But Mozzie Smith, I guarantee you, by the time we get to the midseason point, he will 
I think, overtake Hankins as your starter. Down and once he gets yeah. more comfortable. And Mozzie Smith is a beast. He's just a big boy, and he's going to eat up all that space. And he's very athletic. You can push him out to the outside, and he can even uh, play a little bit of defensive end and get uh, some pass rushing going. But for now, put him in the middle, let him eat. Come on. What Come on, Mozzie. I uh, forgot about Mozzie. That was yeah, draft you pick. hated that draft I pick. I didn't hate hate the draft pick. I was like, Crayon, eh. remember You know, remember go, draft eh. night, Dottie? You who was the other guy that we were looking for? Oh, I know who we were looking for. Who? I, I, I still, I'm still on the board of, like, I would have preferred a tight end. I'm not going def- to – I would have liked to have – a tight end in that situation. I remember you got. He came in here. He's like, oh, "This is the worst team ever." <laughs> my Cowboys suck. My team's never do anything. You know what though? I, do I actually think the Cowboys have had really good drafts. They have. The last we actually five had that years. conversation. They have. And I was watching this this previous draft, dude. I think they kind of had a really good draft again this year. No, no, no. Like when you look at it, uh, that Not the second, that. I was like, when you looked at the end of it, I thought they it was screwed good. up in the second. Look, look man. After they took Taco Charlton, I had no faith in them. In right. the next season, they started to climb. I mean, like clean quite honestly, like Taco's like one of the very, very, very few misses that they've had. Oh, that was an obvious one. I could, I saw that one coming from a mile away. Well, was, yeah, because Rod Marinello's like, yeah, I can't teach so... a, I can't teach a guy to uh, put his hand on the ground. Apparently, that <laughs> I need rough. that. I need that well, strength. Well, because well, they were yeah, showing right. all the highlights, yeah. and then whenever they showed Taco's collegiate package. He was the slowest guy oh, ever, yeah, yeah. and he had no fantastic plays. It was like he was just falling on top of a yeah, guy. They were doing, What's worse they is so you had – So think about this way. Taco. You had T.J. Watt right there, ready right to there. go. Right there. But and but you know what? I'm glad they took but Taco Charlton. You, you know could, why? Why? Because it led, led us to Micah Parsons. Mm-hmm. All roads lead to Micah. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. Technically. Uh, well, a lot of other cards had to fall, but – as we wrap this up, I want to get y'all's opinions on the, the upcoming season. Just your general thoughts. We're not going to break down and right. give a win loss prediction. It's still early on. We got preseason. Thirteen and four. All right. Thirteen and four. Yeah. Let's go for it. I'm down for that. That's impossible. It's well, not. That's Washington, seventeen games. I don't think they're going to be any good. I think the Eagles. How that's would that be, be impossible? One and one. I think they'll go two and zero oh against the Giants. We so. Yeah. Uh, in the division, they're going to clean house. They're winning. I mean, the Eagles are their biggest competition. He was no, looking at you was, like thirteen no. plus four was not going to equal out the seventeen <laughs> games. And then he started counting. He was, then he, he started counting the division games. Like, that they're not going to count. It's just no, one game. no. You what happened what? was no. No, what happened was I'm really bad at math. <laughs> and obviously, yeah. <laughs> and you were like thirteen and four. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. But that is right. Is All right. right. I'm excited. I'll tell you what I'm excited for. What I think this team has a, a really good chance of doing is like everybody that we talk about, whether it's, you know, Trevon, who just got signed, right? Mm-hmm. CD, who I expect at some point in his life to be signed back to the Cowboys. Micah, who is who he is. Even, you know, Dak in a upper age, but we'll keep him out of it. But those young, young guys that have really flashed off the screen are kind of like in that year now where it's like, okay, they've done their rookie, they've done their sophomore. It's like they're they're adjusted to the league. This is the chance, like this is the year that you would expect them to take a massive leap. For Micah, he's basically already done it. But I'm excited to see what these other guys can do. Like I'm I'm really excited to see if CeeDee Lamb became like become that definitive wide receiver one. Don't know if he'll do it, but I I, I have faith that he will. I'm excited to see what he can do. Oh, that's another question I want to get back to. Oh, okay. Wide receivers. Yeah. We got a new one in Brandon Cooks. Oh, God. Do you think Brandon Cooks helps C.D. Lamb? Yes, I, but I, I wouldn't overshoot that. Okay. See, here's what yeah. I'm looking at with Brandon Cooks. 
Brandon Cooks, I think, does help C.D. Lamb. I think it helps him to become that number one guy because C.D. Lamb is going to get much right. more open because last year, Michael Gallup, my guy, I love him. He's I like, like that. a son. That He's like a son to me. Okay. Uh, he- I, I kind of had to disown him last year. Because it's just what happened towards the end of the season, just kind yeah, of fell off. Yeah, just where he fell off, he disappeared. In fact, he doesn't know how to run routes. Apparently, all of a sudden, he was going so good. Though, apparently, so Jalen Tolbert's looking really good, though. No, I watched. He didn't look okay. good. Okay, he looked. Did you to watch? Me, not, not last year. I'm no, talking about in preseason right okay. now. In the in the thing, I don't know. I t- I have to watch? see much more. The little videos I've seen. Oh, that, I thought you know, I, I was like videos. I was trying to piece out yeah, when you made your trip out there. Huh. The little video. Yeah, the, the little video. That's not like Joe Biden right there. The little videos. I would like to see. No, you're right. Like, I, I think Brandon Cooks will help out. I just don't. I hope that nobody, nobody should have like super high expectations of that one. Being, yeah, I agree like that's what you. I say. So I don't want anybody. Like, I don't think anybody should come out and be like, oh, he's gonna be like. He'll catch like a first right. down, like everyone. Like in I don't a want while. anybody to think like, oh, he's gonna be the second comings of what he used to be. No, nah, I don't think. I think he's gonna be just what you think he's gonna be. But he's gonna help out CD, and that's the point. Is to it, a certain degree. Sorry, and wow. then um, long day. You know, producing the. Oh, hard let me line. tell you about long days. Producing the hard line. I'll tell you about long days. Did you produce the hard line? Huh? Did you produce the hard what line? What time did you get here to start producing? Yeah, what time did you well, get here? Well, here listen, it is. guys. What time did you wake up? Okay, first of all, I had to wake up early. No, what time did yeah, you wake up? Yeah, he asked. That's a seven. Seven? Yeah. Okay, okay, so I went to bed right around eight. That's cool. That doesn't count. Okay, so I went to bed around 8 a.m. What time? And then you, you got up at what time did you get here? I, you do not understand. What, what time I, did you get here? <laughs> two. Two. I was already up doing crap before you even got here. Dang. Um, I was Back doing other it. things, including taking my mother to the airport. Oh, that's right. We had that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but you could see. That's, that's so the hard. Day. So I, I mean, did eight hours, someone slept two yeah. hours, Listen, and I kept going. I had to, Okay. First of all. Because it's like, I, I it's like we're an talking extra, Cowboys. you're used to just like Hold one on. person in the car, but when Cowboys, there's that extra weight in the car, car. it's just much harder. I know we're talking Cowboys. We're pretty much done with it anyway. Jalen uh, Jalen Tolbert, we'll see. Michael Gallup, we'll see. Brandon Cooks, I think, will be good. Cool. We got that out of the way. <laughs> I think Cowboys are going to go 13-4. I thought we were giving record predictions. I know. Do whatever. I'm excited about all the throwbacks in the NFL. That, that Me too. too. But can <laughs> I get to this? All right. I guess. My mother. Okay. <laughs> I love her to death. I do. I really love my mom to death. But something she's doing lately just really annoys me. I don't know if this happened to y'all's parents. Did y'all's parents regress as they got older to where they couldn't do the simplest things? No, because I make sure my parents are... Well, I oh, try, man. but yeah, like, dude, it's uh, called aging. It yeah, my aging. My mom dude. is like in her early fifties. Okay, she's very young for her, okay for right. having an old son like me. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. um. My mom worked for J.P. Morgan. She was considered pretty much a vice president. Oh, wow. Okay? She kicked ass. She traveled the world, okay? First class, business class, et cetera. Rich. EA's rich. Back in the day. <laughs> back in the day, yeah. Uh, no, like, I, I pretty much, you know, lived a good life because my mom was kicking ass in the, the banking world. Taking names. And then, then she went to Afghanistan to translate for the U.S. government, and they paid a pretty price ea's double rich okay, okay. Yeah. so she yeah. knows these things what to do all right my mom's going to india for about like a month okay i know like lately she's dealing with some medical problems because she's she's getting sick or something there's something like or she gets pain i get that i get that she needs help but does she 
Oh, I have to check the, the the flight time. I have to go get the the papers. Then I had to worry about looking up fucking Dulles International <laughs> Airport and how the gates operate. That's to make on sure you that you don't know how that works. No, I, I do. I know how that works no, easily. I no, but I had to make sure that I could tell her like which. Oh, you're good because you'll be at this gate, and you just have to walk down. You should just to that gate. and walked her to the security. No. Am I in Dulles, Creighton? What? Dulles is in, uh, not Dallas, Dulles, Washington, D.C.'s airport. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Wait, I thought you took her to the airport. I took her to the airport, but, but she has a connected flight. Oh, you're talking about after the fact. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. She has a connected flight to bad. London. Sorry. My so bad. I wanted to make Dallas, sure. And so it. I had to go look that stuff. And I'm like, good God. So like, she's got to go from Dallas to Dulles to Dulles to Heathrow. Uh, and then to he drove India? to India? India. Or is there going to be another stop in between? Well, no, she's going to stay in London for like a uh, a few few days with some family, and then tell her, her and her cousin are going to go down to India after like okay. a few days. But the fact of the matter is, like, mom, you've traveled the world. You don't need me to tell you where these things are. And then I showed Hampton. I got a text message from her. I was like, hey, can you check with the airline? Uh, see if this uh, plane is fully booked. I don't want to. I want to lay down on the seats. I was like. No. <laughs> hey, man. There's no way I can do that. I'm sorry. I love you, Mom, but jeez so Louise. Don't that as, you know. But it, what's going I know, but I've noticed that about parents. Like, they used to do so much. Uh, and dude, just, it's their time to check out. Like, I, that's my plan. Whenever my son gets older, I'm going to be like, great. I don't have to do as much <laughs> stuff anymore. I just I don't my... have to think about things. So you're going to be this on the Wait, phone? Yeah. Uh, son. Son. Uh, let them know I need I need to spread out on the plane. I need some room, Dad. You're 47. Yeah, I know. I just I need a yeah. Well, I, I need a beer. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's their. I mean, you're saying that it's time for them to wind down. I guess. I mean, I I just I just took my mom to one of my raves, so I don't no, know. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't. Did know. she Did she go wild? What? Did she go wild? Oh, I took. Well, the one I took her to was. The Illinium Trill. Uh, you're not gonna get any of this. I don't even know. Oh, no, he's dead. Anyways, Illinium. This is the one I went to Colorado for, where he played three oh, sets okay. in one night. Oh, and the it one we're like, whoa. Yeah, he sold out the. the he sold out the football stadium. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like that's such a small feat to do. And you're I right. told I'm him sorry. that Obama did it in 2008. But, huh? Yeah, yeah you're right. You okay, so times. there you go. So in the same <laughs> breath that Illinium is in the president of the United States, that's pretty yeah. sure. That's no small. You're right. He wasn't president it's, then. It's so he easy to sell at sixty thousand seaters, but my bad. No, but that's what, yeah, I, I took my mom to that. So I don't know. It just depends. I make sure that they're pretty on it, man. Like, okay, well, I make sure that it. like they know all the pop culture stuff and oh, that they know she, what's going. No I'm, no, I'm not done yet. And all the technology and how to work it and all the cool things. And we, like, I forced them to go to things with me because I'm like, you're not sitting and doing nothing. Okay. My mom knows the pop culture stuff. She knows Which is good. Yeah. That's, a, she that's, the, right. that's where you have to she start. Knows, she knows more than I do sometimes. There you go. That's where you start. And but, uh, see, it's but all no, good. But it's just the, the small little things like, there's no way I should be able to look or which airports, Some airport map. I've never done that before where I had to look up an airport it map. It sounds like you don't know how to look up an airport map. <laughs> yeah, that's too. That's what I the know. Is. I know. Trust me. Listen, this I am. So hard. When I travel, <laughs> when I travel, like I'm going to Miami next week, right? Oh. Yeah. He I'm has dropped that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but I get it. Miami's the best city in the world, so I'm not going to blame you for I'm saying. saying What's I'm, going on in Miami? Uh, my sister is. What isn't going on in Miami? Well, my no. sister is graduating, uh, or not graduating, but she gets her white coat ceremony for PA school. You didn't tell me that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. My dad did a white coat ceremony. Like he was the one putting the white coats on everything. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Well, my sister's getting the white coat. Yeah. Well, my dad too. I wouldn't lie for that part though. 
Oh. And EA yeah. produced the hard line. <laughs> <laughs> I did. There you go. So oh, of three days. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. It was All almost right. a whole week. All right. So let's more move than on. half the week. Let's move on. All right. <laughs> entertainment segment. Uh, we did our sports. We got it out of the way because we're here at Creighton's favorite segment. First off, Creighton's a little depressed right now. Was that? So because sad. he thinks that all his movies are going to be delayed. No, they are. No, that's the funny Only thing. Only one came out and got me. delayed. He's Only like, he's one. like, you think they're going to get delayed? No, it's like, no, dog. I'm telling you Only that it's one already hard. Only one started, got delayed. About They've Only already one. pushed them back. Beyond the Spider Verse got indefinitely delayed. Craven the Hunter's delayed till 2024. I thought you said that it wasn't going to get delayed. It was, or it might get delayed. No, it's delayed. Twenty. It's in they April it? now. Yeah, it's April 20. I got the release the release date for you. Challengers is also. That sucks Nobody too. Nobody cared about Craven the Hunter. No, well, I know, but I still want to see it. It's not like I, I don't want these movies that I was expecting I to see at the end of 2023 not, to not come but out. Can I tell you something? That what? has nothing to do with the 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 strike. They got delayed for other reasons. Are you on crack? They they already finished the movie. There's a movie that were already finished in terms of like the acting and the writing. They don't need any more. I'm talking the new movies. Like that's the one we need to be concerned about with the strikes. Why are you not? Why are you not answering? But I thought I thought Holly most of Hollywood was like shutting down because no, of this. No, everything is shut down. Yeah. All that, they cannot even do like re, they can't promote movies at all. That's why nobody's doing it. Actually, yeah. you can promote movie. No, no, you can't. The actors can't promote it. They can't do interviews. EA. They okay, can't even do interviews. Fine. They you can't do red to. carpets. They can't do interviews. Sure, I guess if the directors want to just prounce around and do it, but that's you not going to sell a yeah, movie. Oppenheimer. Dude, they had everything done right before the strike happened. But who's been doing it? I saw Christopher Nolan's ass it, oh on today's. You on saw today's. his ass. It took him. It took him twenty seconds to start talking about Oppenheimer. God, <laughs> I love the movie. I really do. Before I even get into any of that, but you got to hop off of Christopher Nolan for two seconds. He saw My his Lord. ass. How was it? Was it like, nice? God have mercy. You know. <laughs> no, it was British. Those British people. <laughs> they only marketed the freaking nice movie ass. for 13 months before the strike happened. Then they got to do. They were the, they're the last people, by the way, to do a carpet. You so deal with Barbie. Barbie didn't get to do an American carpet. So it is about to I'm make a billion dollars. It, yeah, which by the way, we'll get into your yeah. your whole thing. But that's uh, no. They're. I, I cannot believe you said that they're not delaying it because they're strike. Okay. They're, it's exactly what they're. I will say this, and I'm going to just Matter be fact, honest. I'll Listen, just look it up. I'll be honest with you. The strike is going to end very soon. When? When oh, is soon? Here when we go. Soon? We've got some deep throat information here. Here he is. <laughs> when soon? <laughs> I want this. I want October's hear. not soon. He, he's got the info. I, what I is went it? on the uh, Reddit pages. Okay. And uh, I talked to my sources. And no, but honestly, it is going to come. The delays come as dual union strikes disrupt the day-to-day business of Hollywood and yeah. the SAG after a conflict make it particularly particularly difficult to open major fall movies without the participation of star talent. Cool. So I was right. Okay. Anyway, what I was trying to That's say all. is it's going to end soon. And the but reason why soon? is within a month. Okay. <laughs> within I a doubt month. that. Yeah. You have, do you have any <laughs> basis for this? Yes, I do. Okay. Where? My basis is this. It's you. No. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. No way you're saying this right now. Here's my me. basis for it. All right? As I'm literally looking up Listen articles. Listen to me. Listen, okay, can, I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen. Because I do want to hear this. Let me list the reasons why. Please. All right? Please. All right. Number one, if when it was first just a writer's strike, a lot of people didn't give a fuck. Let's just be honest. It was summertime. Right. But that's was, why we're or, doing or, this. Can you let me finish? I know. I'm let sorry. Sorry. Just let me finish, sorry. Okay? You just got me. I know you don't let people like finish. I just couple. cannot believe you just told me that they weren't delayed because of the strike. I don't even know what that meant. So, first of all, a lot of people didn't give a fuck about the writer's strike. Just to be honest. Nobody did. 
The only thing that was being really affected was the late night shows. That was it. I feel and, bad for writers because people think that the movie stars just like make the movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, no, it's, that's what the sucks. writers are like the real. And stars. that's what sucks too is because like movie stars like try their hardest to make sure that no, people don't know that it's not like they try to take credit, but like you yeah. just can't help it. But yeah. So nobody gave a fuck about them, and all of a sudden the actors came on board. And when the actors went on strike, then the news the news even started picking up on it. Like, oh shit, the actor SAG, Fran Drescher, all of a sudden was Fran popping. Drescher. I mean, that was the first big name he could not think Matt of. David. No, no, <laughs> time out, time out. Okay, first Fran off, Fran Drescher. No, the nanny. If you let me finish again. It's because she's the president of SAG, you dumb dumb. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay? <laughs> Just saying. She started, no, but my point is she started popping up all over the news outlets right. and everything. And so all of a sudden, everyone started paying attention to the actors going on strike. Okay. And when it happened, when Oppenheimer had their premiere, all of a sudden they went, they, they're like, oh, we can't, we got to leave right they now. stopped halfway through. Yeah, stopped. That put a lot of energy into this movement. Now, if you watch any kind of YouTube videos that deal with entertainment, they all say the same thing. They all say, hey, we're allowed to do this because the strike lets us do this, but we are not going against the strike. All YouTubers now are on on this, okay? It is a united coalition, all right? This is going to put pressure on on the studios to be like fuck we gotta do a deal this is what negotiations are for you just gotta get a little bit of bargaining room all right when it was just the writers the studios were just saying fuck off and they were just jerking their dicks off that's it okay i'll tell you this much i'm not saying i'm not i'm, I'm definitely not gonna sit up here and say that i don't want it to end soon because i definitely do i just here's the thing it's a negative netty no i'm not neg dude oh my god what are you talking about? Everything I've said, I've been right on. No. What? I haven't. Anyways. You said Barbie was going to be a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, get into, we'll get into that in a second. But they they better figure it out soon because it's going to be a real tough time if we have to go through uh, festival season without stars at the festivals. Okay. See, no, it's true. No, okay, That's where this these where, money's uh, made. What, it's, what? Back me up here. Okay. Does anybody in the major audiences care a fuck about festival season? They certainly do because the people of Indiana Jones thought it was important enough to show their movie there at Cannes. And did that pan out? Oh, it was awful. I okay. could have told you that decision sucked. So, but Dottie, did, mm. do, do you care about? It's where they make the money. Do you care about festivals? Is that I don't think the average movie goes. Thank you. Does. No, they don't. Thank you. But Not that's the average where the promotion comes. But that's, no, but the point is. Your All those little interviews you've seen, the little sound bits, you know where that comes from? Those come from green rooms in the festivals. Okay, that's fine. You can't but, do that stuff right now. That's what I'm saying. They got to get that going. Well, then the, that's we are agreeing on the same thing. Yeah, You're we just, are. What I'm trying to say is that's going to put pressure on. I hope it does. We need an Oppenheimer too. That's, that's exactly, what we need. If you know, if it was up to EA, he would probably say, you know, Christopher Nolan's got this thing handled, guys. He's gonna come back. Well, Oppenheimer two. He's very <laughs> hesitant on sequels. He only made two. I would pray to God he didn't make. He's not going to, but that'd be the worst decision in his life. To make it, yeah, two. that would be the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. That'd be worse than than the Blue Beetle situation we're about we're about to be in. All like, right, so let's get into it because Green is about to. But I, no, I'm just saying, I I agree with you that I I want them to end early. However. I have seen people report things as far as October, which would be a scary thing because then you're starting to bleed into 
things like Mission Impossible that are being shot as we speak were were um, not worth. I mean, that's significantly going to push those stuff that stuff back. Don't worry. Okay, I'll remember that conversation. Okay. Okay. I mean, don't I don't want to worry. So I'll I'll, I'll, I'll just don't I'll worry. We'll you. see. Listen. Can you do anything you. about it right now? No, I no. can't. Which that's no, you, that's that's what makes you, me so mad. Are, are that's what a, makes me so mad. But here's how I is that, is that I don't want all these movies that I was planning for this mm. year. I have to wait another half year after that. Okay, I have to wait till April of 2024 for some of these movies, Challengers and Craven, and they're all going to come out around the same time. Yeah, so like, be Challengers super was busy. supposed to be a Zendaya like possible Oscar nomination. Now I don't even get that. Is that the one where she's kissing the two dudes? Yes. He knows what I'm talking about. Ew. <laughs> what? It's not like that, but it is at the same time. Is this yeah. that? That's fuck, all I know. It's uh, a tennis movie. movie. No, I know, but is it just like that fucking Mexican movie where it was a YouTube? What on earth? I YouTube Mama Yeah. Oh. Or the girl <laughs> makes out with the two boys and then she no, makes the two boys. But no, it's not like that. This is more of a, this is actually sports drama, technically. Uh, what sports drama has threesomes and shit? Tennis. I don't know. Nineties oh, Cowboys. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. What you know, Don is getting like really bored with your. No, I'm not. I'm Oscar listening. Talk and I'm just listening. Anyway, all right, we're gonna get to Oppenheimer, Barbie, our full reviews. Which one should we start off? With? No, we're gonna start with the Barbie. good one or the yeah, bad. Yeah, one? No, we're gonna start with Barbie. Barbie. They're both good, but we need to start with Barbie. The bad one. Okay. Because it make because I'm not gonna sit here and agree with you for half an hour on Oppenheimer and then say. Have to say like how bad you are at your Barbie take. So full Over. disclosure, I have to let the listening audience know I have not seen Barbie. But this is a good thing because this happened on the review in the uh, at the hard line was Bob had not seen Barbie at the time that obviously Davy right Davy I know Davy and Corby were reviewing it and it worked out because they were kind of like almost in a way pitching it to him, yeah like, but go it didn't see work because he still hasn't seen it right but i think that between me and you you would think that if it would have worked it would he would have went out and saw it right away i'll probably no. watch it when it comes out on netflix or something which is what honestly to be fair it's what a lot of people will do with any of these movies oppenheimer will be the same way like like the streaming thing goes nuts it does I, and i disagree with that Why? what i think oppenheimer is Oh, it's gonna first, make tons of money. No, I think the first but it's time. Do no, I think the first too. time any movie you should watch should be on the big screen. No, I no. Except I, oh, I'm, yeah, you're not those that I set. qualify as streamers. Man, it's tough whenever a movie is 95 percent dialogue and I'm, to justify it I, seeing on a big screen. I also cannot fault him because he has a child, and so it's hard. You gotta. He doesn't have the same. I mean, time we're not gonna discredit Oppenheimer. I'm yet. not. I'm just saying that's if there's a movie Don't you choice for me Nolan on this to say. Hey, this one you have to see on the big screen. Right. Like, there's some things that you need to no, say. Did you know what I said? No, what did you say? Oh I said God. they're what I call streamers. Yeah. Certain movies are called streamers where you're sure. like, you never go to the theater for that. Like Children of the Corn, the one I watched the other night. See, streamer. Oppenheimer, everybody was excited because he said, I'm shooting this in right. IMAX, you know, in 70 millimeter, no, and there's going to be a huge explosion. That's not it. Anyway. That's why I went. That's exactly what I didn't go see it in XD or digital or regular. That I went half to the movie. Anyway, can we get right to there. our Barbie? I wanted like, to see. Yes, we'll yeah. go to Barbie yeah. and I'll get we, to God, you're such a I love Christopher Nolan, but man, you made me look like a hater. You're such a stand. It's unbelievable. All right, Barbie. So Barbie. OK, right. so let's right. tell what the movie's about. What? Oh, you don't think I can tell you what the movie's about? Is that what you're about to think? No, no, tell them. Tell so them the them movie's them. an existential crisis thing. It's so Barbie. Obviously, isn't Barbie what? What? Uh, what? 
you're looking like you don't get this. This is obvious to understand. Okay, first off, you just laugh. Like looks, you, <laughs> I'm just sitting here looking around, and he's just so the whole thing around the Barbie movie. And I, what I think is like really uh, cool about this was for the entire marketing campaign, nobody really knew at all basically what it was about, and. On the basis of Barbie the doll, there is no real story to Barbie, uh, just like as a toy. I mean, she's just, you know, flat out Barbie. That's what she is. And so they were tasked. We got to actually make a story that works and makes sense and relate relates to people and things like that. And so the story that they came up with was that you have Barbie land, which is what we know to be the Barbie house and all that jazz, all the colorful stuff. And then you have the real world, which there is a pathway to Barbie land from the real world, real world to Barbie land, which will come in in a second. Anyways, Barbie, you can tell literally like five minutes into the movie, she starts to have thoughts of like existential crisis. And you're wondering why, because Barbie land has been made up to be no things wrong here. Everything. It's a utopia. For mm. lack, shout out to this Travis Scott. A barbtopia. Right, exactly. It's it's a utopia. There's nothing wrong. Nobody has any bad thoughts. Um, there's no anything that's sinful or it's just perfect, right? Mm -hmm. it's, and it's pink. It's perfect and it's pink and it's colorful and everybody's got smiles on their faces. Anyways, Barbie starts having existential crisis. Like she's like talking about death, and you're like, well, why is that? It feels kind of strange. And everyone and everybody around her is like, why are you talking about things like death or why are you sad or not? Under you know. And it's because in the real world, the person who owns this Barbie, which is just stereotypical Barbie, that's Margot Robbie. The better way to put it is if it gets a little confusing, Margot Robbie is just the Barbie you know and love. That's all. That's that's what you know. That's, that's stereotypical Barbie. Anyways, the person in the real world, which is a, playing with her, has created these new facades of Barbie, which are... Depression Barbie. Depression Barbie. It would, it would extra, what, what's the one? Dark Thoughts Barbie. Yeah, Suicidal you know, Barbie. Suicidal Barbie. And so wow. like that, that would be, like I said earlier, because there's a portal to the real world and the Barbie world, like think about it, like the way this movie works is that these two, like these two things are known, are known fact. People in the real world know about Barbie Land and the other, you know, Mattel know. knows about it. What? Real quick, the Simpsons predicted this too because- Right, I exactly. I don't know if you remember, they went to Itchy and Scratchy Land. They had, uh, they had some characters that didn't, quite make the cut they, they did they had disgruntled goat <laughs> yeah Ku Klux Klam those guys are crazy so I don't know whenever nuts. you said Dark Thoughts Barbie that's right. what it reminded me first of. off so, that is uh, not from itchiness when they go to the land that was when they sued it is. oh they sued yeah you're right Roger I, Myers the hobo Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. No, I'm pretty yeah. sure it wasn't in the hobo episode, was it? I think so. I'm pretty it sure it was, the, actually. I thought they were at the gift shop, and they were like, who are those people? No. Maybe? Is it, Maybe it, the it could have been. We had to I look into that. Okay, so, yeah, we'll so you might be right, yeah, the reason right. The reason this is happening is because in the real world, Barbie is, having, is getting new identities, technically, and so that all bleeds over into the Barbie world, so that's why you're starting to see Margot Robbie have all these thoughts, and so she goes to your favorite part, actually, uh, Jacked Up Barbie. What's her name? Um, uh, what's her name? Fuck, I, uh, Kate McKinnon. Oh well, yeah, but what do they call her, Barbie? Oh, weird, weird, Barbie. weird, weird Barbie. So they call her Weirdo Barbie because, and it, this is all like, and I, I even like fact, right. like, wait, wait, hold on. I think you're going too much into this. No, in not the plot. No, I'm not because you need to know that this actually makes sense. All right. Because I don't think you quite understood it. Um, <laughs> I understood the movie quite well. Yeah, it's so, an energy in so, Scratchy Land. Okay, so she goes to Kate McKinnon, who is Weird Barbie, and Weird Barbie 
is basically the person that, as a kid, whether it's your brother or you, you know, you you you, you burned her hair, you cut her up, you highlighted her, you did all this crap to her. Anyways, and now she's all jacked up as a doll. So she goes to Weird Barbie and she goes, "How come this is happening to me? Why am I not having happy thoughts all the time like everybody else?" And anyways, Weird Barbie goes, "Well." For this is a short story. She goes, well, it's because somebody in the real world who has you is creating these is creating these identities of you that are depressing, and you know that's why you're starting. It's starting to leak over into the Barbie world. So you got to go into the real world and fix it. Like I said, there's a portal from the real world to the from the Barbie world to the real world. So she goes to the real world and she learns. She starts to learn her place in the real world and who she is. And Ken goes with her because Ken and Barbie world is all relying on on barbie is all relying on how barbie looks at him if barbie even acknowledges ken ken goes with her to the real world and he also learns where he falls in the pecking order of the real world that's where he starts to get the idea of like oh the patriarchy and men rule the world and he likes that idea that men rule the world right so barbie and then barbie's figuring out at the same time that this figure that has been put together as a sign of what's a good way to put it um expression for women and things like that the new generation is not does not like it that's why when she goes and talks to a person at school a younger girl at school trying to figure out where she needs to go to find this person that's creating these identities the person at school who's way younger than her is talking about how she's a fascist and she has these you know she presents these ideas about women that aren't actually real and so she's starting to realize oh like oh my god like people don't see me as perfect in this world Whereas Ken, on the other hand, like I said, is starting to realize like, oh, men rule the world. I really like this. So Ken goes back to Barbie land because he's like, I'm going to go tell all the the guys, Ken, about how we can rule and have the patriarchy and everything. While Barbie's still trying to figure things out, goes to America Ferrera. By the way, spoiler alert. What? Which part? I just forgot. We just forgot. We never said the spoiler Oh, yeah. Alert. We're spoiled. Oh, well, they dun, should know dun, by dun. now. Put it in a sound effect. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. Okay. So anyways. Spoiler alert. Because like, I'm, I'm about to stop it now. Because I, I just need So like, anyways, so she goes to... Ferrera tries to figure it out. They go back to Barbie land. Ken has taken over and the rest. Well, if you're going to see it, I don't want to say anymore, but that's basically what it. Okay. So that was very. But, so what, what did you think of the movie? You want to ask me first? Or do you want I me to go I kind of want first? you to go first. Okay, fine. I'll go first. <laughs> this movie is quite enjoyable. Whoa! Shut! I'm out. Wait, could you wait? Okay, Listen, if you're about to go off a whole different. No, I'm out. <laughs> I'm leaving. No, he is wearing okay. pink. He is. Come to think of it, I'm gonna stay here. But it, I'm okay. a Barbie girl. No. Um, it was enjoyable, as in it's like I enjoyed the film. It's not like I hated the film. Like, okay. oh my god, it's the worst fucking thing ever. <laughs> that's fair. Right? Okay, that's, right. fair. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But I did enjoy the film. The problem is that I was. Told this movie was a comedy, right? Right. It was sold to me as a comedy. Who sold it to you? The trailers. Movie? Okay. Okay. They told they sold it to me, and I came in thinking, okay, let's let's go laugh at this movie. Now I understand that there is going to be a message and all that in the film. I get that. That's okay, and I'm not against the message. I want people to think I'm not. <laughs> I was to say you better. I'm, I'm that not. Line I'm not pro close. patriarchy or <laughs> pro mate. Whatever. I'm not anything. And their message was nice. You know, like equality for everybody. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Um. But that's I think the execution was wrong. I think that she tried comedy and the comedy didn't hit for me. It was a lot of misses. There were some no. in the first act where I thought, oh, it's pretty entertaining, especially the Ken parts. Anything to do with Ken was hilarious. Uh, Kate McKinnon parts, they were hilarious. 
I just thought that a lot of the jokes was just like this. Huh. Huh. Hmm. Like, just a little, hmm. like that, you know? Or you mm-hmm. don't really think it's that funny, but you're like, okay, cool. And you move on. That was it. Now, that's just me. I just didn't feel yeah, like. Yeah, if it didn't connect. work for you, it didn't work it, for it you. It just didn't work for me. And we and the problem was because that didn't work for me, the message felt very strong. And by the third act, it felt like she was just slapping me around saying, you are terrible for being a man. You deserve to uh, die. You deserve to have your dick cut off. Like, there is was she just- wrong, EA? <laughs> no. Okay. No, but my point is like the met like without the comedy, without the storyline to really just try to like soothe, soothe, you know, soothe it in there, you know, mix it in there and yeah. be subtle about it. It wasn't there. She just drove the message home by the third act. Yeah. And then here's another problem with the film. He mentioned that the first part of the first problem we had was that Barbie had all these issues thinking about suicide and darkness and all that. Mm-hmm. And she had to go fix that. That was plot A. All of a sudden, we have plot B about Ken not feeling adequate that he needs Barbie. That's plot B. No, he B. does need Barbie. Or that he needs Barbie. In but Barbie that was plot land. B. Yeah. Right. That's plot B. Then he gets and learns about the patriarchy and all that. Right. Plot C, for some reason, Will Ferrell and the Mattel company need uh, okay. to find Barbie and put her back in a box okay. now. And all three are now converged together. When she tries to go find the girl that was messing with her, she found the mom and the daughter. Instead of figuring out why that was an issue, why this 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 girl has an issue of trying to control me or makes me blah, 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 and makes me do all these things, that is forgotten very quickly because there's a scene in the movie where they find the girl, the mom and her daughter, and the mom and daughter are like, oh, my God, that's Barbie. The mom and daughter find Barbie, go come in here in our car and escape from Will Ferrell and all them. And then Barbie convinces them, hey, let's just go to Barbie land. Would you not? And they're like, sure. So they forget about the the problem A. Yeah. Problem A is gone now. Okay. What's pro- well, problem, problem A? Problem A, her, her crisis. She never fixes because that. Because she had, well, no. No, be- no. She has. Their idea to fix she that. She had to go and find the person. That's but what, then she that's just what takes they a, told instead her. Instead of fixing it by talking to her about what the problem was. Instead of really any fixing it, they well, just as go, long as she's got her, her no. as long as she's got her no, with her, no. she can fix Barbie's the problem. Barbie's idea, no, there was no urgency to go back to Barbie Land until at that point they could have hit out. You know, I, I, they could have hit out. Well, her she house. didn't know what Ken was doing. Then she found. She, I gotta go. T- no, I gotta no, go no, back no, to Barbie no, Land. No, if you remember the movie, go back into it. They had no idea what Ken was up to until they no, got to Barbie Land. My point being is, she just said, "Let's just go back to Barbie Land." But there's nothing wrong with that because now she has her. No, that's all she was. That's the whole reason she was in the real world. There was no idea to go fix the issue. No, but the whole plot A went nowhere by the time we got the by the third act. She found what she wanted. Will Ferrell and the Mattel people are still chasing them for some reason, and they chase him into because they don't want a Barbie on the loose. Again, they say that in the very weak thing, and then we get to a whole third act that is very pushed that. Ken has led a all male revolution of the Kens to take over going. Barbie Land. I see where this is going. And it's just like, what the fuck are we doing? Like it was very choppy, very messy by the end of it. Again, it's not a bad film. It's just executed badly. I have a question. Yeah. Do you think the fans, the girls who actually like the Barbie that is, you know, the fancy dressing Barbie yeah. and the the beautiful Barbie who came for that. Like we, whenever we were at the theater, we saw tons of females right. showing up wearing pink. Oh yeah. So when they were going in 
wanting to see like a just a Barbie come to life movie. Mm-hmm. Do you think they were disappointed yes. by this? Oh wow, we heavily disagree on no, that. No, I think so. Because we heavily no, disagree I think a lot, on no, that. No, because I'm telling you right now, there were. I guarantee you, some people came into the film thinking it was much different. A lot of the reviewers of this film even said that they thought if you thought you were coming to watch a Barbie like magical film about Margot Robbie and Ken doing Barbie things and funny things that they go in the real world, a lot of people thought that was what they were going to get, especially from the trailers. That's their fault. That, you got okay, Greta Gerwig and it's PG-13. You okay, should have known. But first of all, Creighton, here's the thing. You keep bringing out this, this director's name, and you're like, you should have known. Just, Greta just the, oh, oh, just uh, just a director. Just a, oh, Creighton, uh, just Greta do Gerwig. You know, do you know who Greta Gerwig is yes. outside of outside of Barbie? Yes. What are those other two movies she directed? Uh, I don't know which other one she's directed. So I've thank you. Her. Thank you. Just a just another director. Only been nominated She's, for two straight Oscars. Did you realize that I'm talking about the general population doesn't know who she is? I'm telling you right now, the general population is what we're talking 100% about. Hundred percent, they know who she is no, now. They know. Maybe now. That's the point. We'll but, get to that in but a you're, second. You're, but that was your problem. I just issued your issue. What did you think when Barbie was rated PG-13? Take Greta Gerwig out of it. What did you think? You think it was just going to be a lot no, of fun in a girly know, movie? They would. You see, here's the thing. Again, maybe they made it a little more edgy or something like that. Which just they did. Make it, no, they didn't. They again. Yes, they did. They pushed nobody. The message. No, no. It was just to just push say the you hate women. Just no. say you hate women. <laughs> just, just say admit it. it. But, but I just, yeah, again, come on. Like just said, say you hate women. The idea was right. The execution was wrong. That's it. My, I think the th- again by the middle, of the second to third act, it got very chopped. By the way, it took forever to end. That third <laughs> act felt forever. Oh, uh, she did Greenberg. Oh, that's cool. But you had to look it up. Like you don't. Well, know no, that yeah, yeah. And then she did Lady Bird. I have like Lady Bird. all of her. Her, I, okay, her that's feature fine. films. That's you, but you're like obsessed with. She this has shit. a what? Like, like Lady Bird is one of the best movies of the last ten years. Cool. Most people haven't seen it. It should have won. It Most was people so haven't good. seen it. I thought she was older than she was. No, though. she's yeah, she's she's still. Uh, by she's the way, she, uh, you know she she just wrote Haunted Mansion. I saw that today. Yeah, and it's terrible. It's not terrible. It's average. It's but it's it's not it's not the writing that's the problem. She oh, also okay. did no it's strings really attached. No she, strings attached. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was part of that. That's another terrible movie. She was part <laughs> of that. Her direction. Watch. Have you seen little? Okay. Anyways, continue with your review. So again, I, as I wrap up my review, because we got to wrap this up quick. We can't. I haven't got to give mine. I'm gonna give you mine. Uh, Should we do a reset? <laughs> this is the ticket. This oh, wait, is this a, not the ticket. No, this it's not the, the ticket. This is turn off your mics. Yeah, turn off your mics. Uh, with Creighton EA, special guest Jonathan Dodd. He didn't mean actually. Uh, <laughs> Make sure we say each other's names too so everybody knows who, <laughs> <laughs> who's talking. Are you, about 15 minutes of talking about Oppenheimer. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, make sure we If y'all are making segment. fun of the directions we get. Like, what are you talking about? I can about? send this to a certain somebody. And no, it's we're good. We're making it's fun yeah. of you. Oh, yeah, we're, we're making, making fun, fun of you. you. Uh, no. Continue with your anyway. Barbie review. Again, I, it? like I, it, it's pretty much it. Again, very choppy, bad execution in the third act. Very, very bad storytelling towards the end. Couldn't decide when to end it. The way they ended it was really stupid. Nah, no. because uh, they got to. But if weird... it didn't work for you, it didn't work for no, me. I'm not gonna blame, I'll blame say you this: for that. the very end, and I'm spoiler alert here. The very end. I'll do. It. We we do. It. Just do it. Okay, the very end. It's apparently... not really spoiling, you... quite honestly. Okay, well, like let me say it. I know. Man. I'm just trying to tell everybody like it's not. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but like, like don't don't turn off your whatever listen to listen device. Like it's not. There's not really much you can spoil in this movie. Okay, it's so, not really one of those kinds. Oh my of movies. god, could you let me go? <laughs> Sorry. Good sorry. God. I don't get to talk a lot. I'm sorry. What did you talk <laughs> for like an hour? I got to defend Greta. <laughs> All right. So at the very end of the movie, apparently Barbie in the real world ran into this 
an old lady played by Carla from Cheers. Okay. Rhea Perlman. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she gives her tea, and she goes, okay, thanks. And then later on, all of a sudden, in Barbie land, she shows up. And like, what anybody the-? can. And so apparently she is the ghost she knows how, of how to- the person who created Barbie. Okay. And she's like, mm. she has a little bag. Like, she's like, oh. I'm old lady, and yes, my daughter I named. That's why I named it Barbie after my daughter. Dude, this and, is a really meta movie. It is. No, it, it th- is. That's it's that's very. That means he gets it. No, that's it is. Right, it is. But we've done good then because you get no, it. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So they again. She's like, oh, that's my uh my daughter, blah blah blah. But you're like my daughter, and and you're all like my Jeez, daughter. No. And then they go. She goes at the very end. She goes, but what about me? And she goes. And all of a sudden, they get transported. Just those two no, get transported to heaven. That's not. And they're in heaven that. now. And then she goes, "You have a choice." And then I, she, uh, she, you have a choice to go back. Like, like this is like not, Harry. Uh, it was just wow, you know what it reminded really me of. Bad. You remember in, at the end of Harry Potter when that's he died so and then yeah. he goes to the oh yeah and there's a he meets Dumbledore that is, that's yeah, like a yeah. little slug and he meets Dumbledore wow. fucking all clean and shit yeah yeah this is exactly what it was and they're wearing she, the same clothes they were two and seconds so, and they're like <laughs> there and she's like I, do you want to be she's like maybe can I be human she goes. Sure. All of a sudden, she is about to make this Barbie. She's dog. the creator of Barbie. Is she gone? <laughs> she's the creator. But she she's can now, do whatever she wants. Now she she's gone. That she can, until she goes, hold on. And it was a, again takes forever. And it goes. There's, and there's no, like magic air going into is, her body. Oh my and then God. all of a sudden, next thing you know. That is not what's happening. I'm sorry. I swear to God, next thing you know, the, the mom and the daughter that's are driving her. And she goes, are you ready for this? She goes, yeah. She goes, I'm here for my gyno. Oh, that's, that's good, how that's it good to know. I'm here for my gyno. No, 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 no. See, that's good to know that you didn't get that joke. That's funny because you didn't understand that. Because she has no that. vagina. That's hilarious because you think. I'll, I'll break it down in a second. But she has one now because she's yeah. doing yeah. Duh. Anyways, but that was so apparently that the, was the creator the of Barbie of also the can, has the magical powers to make to create vaginas, no, <laughs> vaginas. bigger human. Anyways, anyway, okay. What, so anyway, five, five out five stars. What are you giving it? Uh, three. That's a lot of hate Ken, for a three star movie. No, but Ken really saves this movie. Ryan Gosling. That's as really Ken. unfair for you to say, Margot Robbie. Well, no, she does what she has to. She, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Would star in a movie? Oh, she's gonna, uh, you know, she's she looks do. great as Barbie. Like she is Barbie. Oh my god! Well, All if right. you think about it, she's had some pretty iconic roles where she is that character. Yeah, she's unbelievable. Harley Quinn. Roles. That's yeah. her. Yeah. Always she kills it as Harley Quinn. Yeah, kills but, it in Wolf. Yeah, you know, kills it in Babylon. You seen Babylon? No. I haven't seen Babylon haven't yet. Watched. It's another three-hour movie. I wouldn't expect you to watch it. I'm mm-hmm. gonna watch it tonight. It's, it's really good. I'm watching it tonight. Yeah, right. Is it on a streaming service? It is on Paramount. Let me go to Just Watch. You guys Paramount familiar Plus. with Just Watch, by the way? Heck yeah. Love that app. You do know, that, you do know that, knowing you, because you've told me this, that you barely get to any movies or television <laughs> shows because you are a father. Yeah, I'm falling asleep. I'm not actually watching this movie tonight. <laughs> yes. As soon as I get home, all intentions so, are to watch this movie, and I'll fall fast asleep. Three out of five all right. stars. All right, three all out of right. five. Go get your, your review and just get, right. get it on your knees and so, go. Here's what, this is what's funny. is like is I won't give it up, but all right. What did I think of this movie? I thought this movie was absolutely brilliant. I freaking love this movie, okay? I thought, and honestly, this is why I told you to watch Lady Bird before, because I, what did I say to you? I said, if you watch Lady Bird and you don't like it, 
100% can guarantee that you're not going to like this movie. And it took me 20 minutes to be like, oh, he's not going to like it. But I wanted you to go see it because I, it was brilliant. And it took, and everything you're saying, by the way, uh, totally makes sense on why you don't like it. And I get it. You don't like women, and it's okay. I don't you know, like women. If you just just first just of all, I love it. women. I know, but that's the thing is that the, especially so, their body parts. So when you say when you when, okay, so first of all, I think you actually agree to this. The costume designs and the set pieces were stunning, absolutely amazing. They went off. Oh, all that. All that that was, was good. Awesome. And that was the point uh, everybody was saying the, the the weeks prior were like, yo, like these set pieces are crazy. So just to get that out of the way, like that, that's going to contend really hard for those awards. So they, uh, they really went hard on the, the costume and all that, except, and then they could have, oh, I'm sorry. Is that just, done is, something is, is on that the storyline? So Maybe they could have fixed the third act, but you know what? Let's just focus on the set. Blue Beetle if it's easy to make costumes. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Because it's know, clearly not. That, that, that looks like absolutely, it sucks. So. Or even the Flash for crying out loud. Um, how to get that in there? So yeah, the, get that out of the way. The set oh, yeah. pieces are unbelievable. Yeah. Second of all, this movie's comedy. I don't know. I, I I guess you just don't get the jokes or something like that. But they work, man. They work. They at least work for me, and they work for about ninety eight percent of the people. And I just I'm shocked that the, some of the things that like hit didn't hit for you. Quite honestly. Name like, one thing that hit for you that I would think you did. Like hit. the Depression Barbie? When she was talking about like Depression Barbie eats family sized Starbucks. Maybe you don't understand it, but maybe family sized uh, Starbucks and she watches the BBC run of Pride and Prejudice and all that. You didn't get any of that? <laughs> and He's laughing now. Did you get, okay, that? That was a clever one. How about The Godfather where she was like, you mean you're just going to sit here and. Why don't you tell me all about it while we watch the movie? And no, was, I got it. I get it. Good. Like guy, no, no. Listen, the whole the Zack Snyder thing that was amazing. No, that was stupid. That was pisses me off. She needs to fucking own up to it's that so and true. apologize. It's so true. That what was, was the Zack great. Snyder thing. Just like how stupid it is that people like men like the Zack Snyder cut and all that. Because like the idea is like they're like Ken brainwashes all the girls in Barbie Land, and when they start to come back to their own, she's like, oh my god. She's like, it's like she was like, I was in this. She was explaining where she was, and the end of the joke, she was like, and I, for some reason, I really loved the Snyder Cut of the Justice League. Oh, nice. And it was just okay. like- No, it, not nice. It, no, yeah, and I knew EA was not going to take that lightly, because EA defends his Zack Snyder cuts. Um, so what am I, a Nolan cultist or a Snyder cultist? No, you're both. Actually, you're both. I'm glad you asked that. So I thought that landed. I thought, one, I thought, you said this, like some of the stuff I agree with you on. Like I thought the Ryan Gosling performance is awesome. Um I never was on board with the whole like, oh, Ryan Gosling's too old or it doesn't isn't gonna fit the right part. I was like, dude, this dude is like he's so good at blending. And I'll things. give you this: he the... can he can do Drive, which is such a gritty movie, or he can do The Notebook, which right. appeals to women. I have women no problem only. with Ryan Gosling. Like, he's he's so a terrible good. cornerback, right? Right for yeah. No, get actually, it? you know what? I think he was undervalued. Um, quite honestly, you don't get it, do you? No. When's the last time you saw Remember the Titans? Oh. <laughs> That's why when I don't it came know, out, like but you don't remember, yeah. yeah. You don't, but you don't remember, like in the movie, Yos, put him back. No, dude, you don't remember that scene. No, where I didn't. I didn't. Think, I didn't so like young. that movie. Who the fuck does not like well, Remember the Titans? This, me. This, I just told this you. This sounds like his Oppenheimer defense. <laughs> yeah. Man, okay, like, well, that was the so joke. I you thought Ryan was no, great. but do you remember? The, I'll give you one joke that I love. Okay, it, it was in the trailer, but it hit okay. even in the theater when uh, he goes, "Hey, can I stay over tonight?" She oh goes, yeah, Why? that does hit. He goes because we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Right. He goes, so what we're gonna do? He goes, 
I don't, I don't know. know. Which is Barbie Land. Like it's <laughs> yeah. like it's perfect. It's not simple. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. Like that's the whole point. Yeah. Is then that's why they go to the real world because she's having all those issues. They're gets... bleeding into Barbie Land. So I thought that was great. I thought the the Ruth thing worked just fine for me. That was aw- like that was totally okay. Like the creator of Barbie totally makes sense on why she'd be able to control freaking Barbie. Like I don't know why that was so weird for you to not understand to that. turn her human because that, that was the whole thing you go what about barbie at the end that's why because, the fuck can't she use the powers to stay alive that's because barbie <laughs> why can't she bring back her dead daughter who what she not no dude she doesn't she doesn't have powers in the real world she has powers in barbie land because she created barbie land but she has a power to create the, the barbie to turn human to live in the human world in what land did they do that I don't know. She zoomed up no. to heaven, and they did it <laughs> in Barbie. That was that was a Barbie land. No, they, they were into all white. It turned all white in Barbie land. No, Anyways, I thought that worked. I thought the last scene was amazing with the Billie Eilish song and everything. That's probably going to get nominated the for an Eilish Oscar. Song. See, he didn't he didn't watch this movie. That was the that was the song. Oh no 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 no! no. I got you. The, the that was playing not at the end. You mean not well, in credits? Well, it played at the end too, but it played after the Ice Spice song. No, but yeah, the one that played during the gotcha, montage. Gotcha. Did Phineas help with this one, or is this one? Pro- her no, he helps thing. with all of them. Okay. He helps with all of them. I didn't know he's, if she was like starting to branch like, out. Oh no, they're they're best buds. Um, it's one of those sibling relationships. But uh, no, shut up. <laughs> so I thought that worked. <laughs> I thought the writing just as a whole was was amazing, and I think the point, honestly, the EA, the point of it was to hit you over the head with that with the no, Mel Dominic. Yes, it not, was. Yeah, and yes, that's not it gonna, was. Okay, but that's not. And on, uh, what? That's not. That's not a good way to get people to understand your point. No, 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 no. Let me tell you, this movie is not for you, and it's not for me, and it's not for Dottie. It's not for any of us. It's it's for women. That's what it's for. That's, that's what Greta Gerwig does. And what are you about to say? Say it. That's a, that's fine. That's what I'm saying. Just the movie could have just been better at the end. What do you mean? Like I, that's what I meant. Like it that's could have why been better. Th- like this movie was. I, so I, when, I, I'll when, be honest. So when you sit here and you say, "I got tired of hearing the word patriarchy," and she was hitting it over the head by the third act, that is exactly why she's writing it the Actually, way she is. Actually, but then you know what? And here's the thing: she's getting the backlash for because she said patriarchy is bad, but then she does a whole other bad opposite. Goes well, men have no rights. And then they're all doing the whole joke. Like, that's not the way you sell it. You can't tell people you want to end patriarchy. That's fine. And it's a good thing. You shouldn't. You shouldn't have matriarchy. You shouldn't have any kind of archy. You should all have equal. We should all have an equal archy. And she doesn't sell that. She just says, oh, girls, blah, 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 girls only. That whole thing with the can at the end, he goes, can at least have a, one member of the Supreme Court? And she's like, no. So they're saying it's a bunch of malarkey. It is. <laughs> You, but you see the way he is like the way he is describing it is like I'm why just, she's writing why she's no, writing it. I'm writing I'm saying, trying to tell her like hey you're not going to get defensive you're going to get a lot of backlash for this too the way you're writing it you have to appeal to everybody that's not what she's trying to do okay, well then I guess I disagree with her on that that's what I'm saying like, I'm for equal what I'm for equal everybody no, her I, E-L-E, she's everybody okay. loves she's everybody. not saying you can't come see my movie she's saying out of the 3,000 movies that men make and talk about and do everything that's why the Godfather joke is in there here's my one little Barbie movie so are we trying to hate on the Godfather now no I love the Godfather but like I think as a per- as as like me or you we can like look at that Jay even said this last night you could sit back and just look at it and just take in and laugh you're like oh you know what? we do do that ha, okay ha. You know, but you know what would have been funner if she made me laugh that's my main point she didn't make me fucking laugh Laugh. See, and I think that's because you just don't like mm. Greta Gerwig's writing, and that's fine. Like, okay. that's totally fine. Not Cause really, because you're very mad about well, me. Well, <laughs> because I think, no, because I think you're 
judgment's cloudy because of Oppenheimer. I think you actually no. Would, no, I seriously do. And I so, don't. I you know, I watch this film. If let's say after Oppen- no no no, let's say I watched. Let's say Oppenheimer didn't come out. Let's say it didn't exist. Yeah, I do think you. No. I do think you like this. movie I would have been just. I'm not saying you like this movie like five stars, but I do no, think you like no. it a little bit. I would have said the same thing. I don't listen. Trust me, Critton. I know how my feelings are. Yo, you no. were laughing at stuff in Oppenheimer that yeah, I was like, "What I the it, heck?" Yeah, it's funny. What are you talking? It's about killing. Like, okay, it's no, but a, there's a jokes like though, I love this thing when Matt Damon goes near zero, and he goes. He goes, I would like zero. Sure, Matt Damon That's, is the comical relief of the movie, but the fact that uh, you were laughing at more stuff than that than okay, Barbie is Okay, first of all, Don, back me up. Was it not funny? No, when I'm he not said, saying it wasn't he's funny. He's a funny <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Just, and so... I and thought, it, it caused us, me and Don, to laugh our asses off. I thought... All, yeah, no kidding. I, agree. I thought... All of that worked. I, I liked all the jokes. The the guy in college's joke at the end was funny because you thought she was going to get a real job, and then she walks in. It turns out she's in a doctor's office. Yeah, that was perfect. That was lame. What? What are you talking about? It's lame. That lame was joke. good stuff. And and like I I seriously cannot like. And it's probably because I. I and maybe okay. it's a it's an age thing. I don't so let's know. Let's start wrapping it up because we gotta get to Oppenheimer and Flashpoint. We don't have time for you to do a dissertation <laughs> on fucking Barbie and how Greta. So can I do want to say this. I want to say this that if if and I don't think this is okay. This happens a lot. This actually happens with your guy Christopher Nolan. Directors are directors come to a point where their messages they know they can't reach a mass audience unless they put it in inside a massive IP. So if this movie is just Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, and it's a movie about the patriarchy. Doesn't sell much, but you put that message inside like what Barbie. Todd Phillips did. What? Like sure, what Todd, Todd Phillips too. A lot of guys do it. Joker. You, you put that exactly. You put that movie into a big IP. It sells. You're able to get your message out. Same thing Nolan did with the the Batman series. Hold on, and Todd Phillips with Joker. I will agree with you on this. I thought the Will Ferrell and the Mattel Corporation thing could have got left out. Um, I'm not like overly opposed to it. But I think it was definitely the one part where I'm like, ah, I could have done without this. Um, so that is the one flaw of the movie. However, is that kind of the equivalent of Elf whenever the, yeah, uh, hardcore, the final like, scene with like, the, yeah. the Central Park? I mean, straight up like the that. Horses are coming to get Santa Claus. It was pretty much like that. They were literally chasing, like not literally chasing her. They were chasing, they went to Barbie land to find her, yeah. all these guys in suits and everything. And so, like, that part I get, like, it doesn't, but what Greta Gerwig was able to pull off on a massive, what? What? You sound like she was against the odds. <laughs> um, okay. There, how many Marvel movies have we had with major characters that have flaked out? A lot. Uh-huh. And so, the fact that, what? Oh, what? You, what? you acting like that's not true. The f- Okay, fine. I'll give you one better. The Flash, not too long okay, ago, can you flat out. wrap it up? That we was a massive off character. Look, Don, he Don is, I know. I'm about to like, get done. He hasn't said a word because he hasn't seen this movie. And almost, just, this is my last point. I'm just saying. What she was able to – I'm wrapping up literally right now. What she was able to do with a character, a massive IP, world-renowned. Everybody knows who Barbie is. She was able to put together a story where there is no story. She put together a story, and she made it where people love it, and she gave a movie to people that usually don't have a movie. And people are – that's why you're seeing the numbers you're seeing, EA, is because because it is a movie centered around women, and that's why they're coming to the movie, because they don't do that a lot. That's what you're seeing. So, with all that being said, I thought this movie was brilliant. I thought the writing was great. Greta Gerwig, I've seen everything she's done so far. It's not a lot. She's only done four, uh, including this one. But I will see everything after, and I'm giving this movie a four out of five. I'm not giving it a five out of five. I'm giving it a four out of five. Will Ferrell. So there you go. I didn't say it was perfect.
But well, I loved it. I uh, absolutely loved you it. You know what I'm going to say this? Saw it twice. All I'll say this is that Greta Gerwig, yes, women do deserve greatness. And she got the women got let down. <laughs> it says this here, film. this is the biggest box office serving from Warner Brothers of all time. It 578 is. million and, so and far. And as it we is. pivot to Oppenheimer, I just want to say this. Don't ever question my box office knowledge again. Mm, don't ever question it. So again, um, would you like to do your fifty push-ups now or later? Ooh, now we said great. that in the end. I t- I still think that it has the legs. Okay, gonna, so you want to wait, right? Yeah, okay. whenever you got September. three more weeks. September. Yeah, we get what it was a month. the push-ups was the mark. Uh, it's fifty. It's fifty well, push-ups. We get four weeks of the movie being in the theaters. Okay, well, at the end of four weeks, whichever one grows higher, worldwide. So, th- yeah, oh that, yeah, the it's gonna be do. Barbie. No, <laughs> I believe. You, what are you you'll, doing? You'll what are you see. doing? <laughs> oh, this guy convinced himself. This guy just off, he goes he goes Oppenheimer's gonna make eight hundred million dollars. No, he just it is. he wanted to start a workout routine and wanted <laughs> you know, to knock off fifty push-ups and, I don't blame him for and that. he just needed All right, an excuse. Let's do it. Because you Let's really, do okay, it. I will say this. I am sorry, Jonathan, because Creighton wasted a lot of your time. That's okay. You know, I did have a heart out at nine, but that's all right. Oh my god! we weren't even do the movie segment by nine. Like no, like like that was just. Bad. It you, needed to happen. No, I gave it. Very Someone short had to come on okay. here and for defend. Ten, okay, and Greta. For, listen, Oppenheimer, very quick and concise. We don't need to drag on on like a soliloquy. I don't think we will because we agree. No, but I don't need your soliloquy for ten hours. Like I said, I don't okay, think we will. Breaking we'll down agree. one scene where the one raindrop fell and you thought it was meaning that does, sexuality no. is on the other That's side. Not what it means, okay. but it does mean something. <laughs> All right, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. All right. Oppenheimer. So we all three went to see this. How many this. times? How many? Mo- raise your hand if you've seen this movie once. That's Twice. All three of us are raising three. our hands. Put your hands no, down. No, That's right. Three down. times. Yeah. I'm still standing, baby. He is the Oppenheimer <laughs> champ. You're weird. Uh, um, <laughs> he's seen it more than the editor of the movie. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's probably true. All it's right. So Oppenheimer. True. A lot of hype went into this film. Here's right. the thing. If you went, I want to warn you. If you haven't seen this film, which you probably already have, because this is a spoiler. But I know a lot of people went into this film thinking it was more of a actiony film, or may have a lot more action because of the trailer. The trailer does make it seem like that. Uh, a lot of people think it's Christopher Nolan, and like I've made this joke before that Batman they thought was going to come with the bomb, save the day. and mm. he goes, "Nolan, we can do this." Hey, that's the second nuke that he's had on. That's true. Screen. That is true. Exactly. <laughs> true. He's a hoppy. I know how to do this. No autopilot, though. Oh my God. But uh, anyway, so the movie the itself, I'll give cafes. my quick thoughts on it. I'm just going to say it right now. This movie is a fucking masterpiece from start to finish. I've seen it twice. Usually with long movies, I understand people, they get bored, and especially one with heavy dialogue. I'm just like that. This movie kept me involved and engaged both times because of two things. Christopher Nolan's incredible editing and the musical score. They worked really well together to create an incredible pacing throughout the film, which I didn't feel the runtime. So I was in love with that. Second of all, the acting. Oh my God, everybody in this film acted their asses off. Like mm-hmm. if you there was no bad actor. Maybe the guy who was really German and said, Oh, he's a prima donna. That was probably the only guy that you I don't know. I think that was better. No, he was weird half the time. <laughs> but other know, than man. that, kind of how he was. Love the film. Just like that in real it life. just was an incredible story. And what I do love the most, and again, spoiler alert here, we all think it's about the bomb and the creation of the bomb. But the real issue is the, turn, about the turning point. Oppenheimer, right? It, well, it's about him. 
That's why it's called Oppenheimer. I'm gonna try not to listen to that because, like, if, uh, if the minute he said that, I almost went on a the yeah, little, yeah, yeah. The little. I was about to say, well, this is why it's this. No, anyway, no, I'm, so no. I'm not gonna say anything right now. What I'm trying to say is that a lot of people thought this creation of the bomb Oppenheimer, but really that third act with Robert Downey Jr. and how he became this uh, villain. <laughs> that this villain, he became a villain at a turn, and how he could even. You know, he was for most of the movie. He's just like, oh, I'm right. Strong. Oh, I'm very, you know, nice, and I just want to do this, and I'm a government. It was official. almost in a way he was a narrator of the movie. Exactly, and you just felt, oh, okay, he's just some nice guy. And that twist when he finds out like who gave the file away, and he goes, I had to do it, and oh you're like, god. oh my god, and I just fell in love. I thought Robert <laughs> Downey Jr. What was, Jr. That, what was his name in the movie? Uh, Strauss. Strauss. Yeah, that's Lewis. Right. Lewis right? Strauss. Strauss. Yeah. That's right. And the fact of the matter is that this guy was nothing like Oppenheimer. He was a complete opposite bureaucrat, like no other, just a government official. And I just loved the, the, the face-off between those two in multiple scenes. And that's why I love Christopher Nolan. He took a biopic that was three hours long and made me watch it twice on the biggest screen possible. That's usually a fucking no anywhere else. But because Nolan did that, he the way he directs, it's perfect. Well, I mean, you kind of have to see it coming because all of his movies have a plot twist. Right. Like, remember how in Batman 3, uh, it was the lady that stabbed him, yeah. and he was like, Sometimes it's What was the, the plot twist in Dark Knight? Uh... Well, it's well just the technically, that the yeah. fact that he was like, oh, by the way, I turned Harvey into Two Face. Oh, we saw that. We saw that. No, but it was more of like the character plot twist more yeah, than that. Yeah, okay. Batman Begins was one. because Rosal Ghoul turned mm-hmm. out to be Liam. Like, yeah, exactly. Turned out to be Liam Neeson's. Uh, Cool is dead. All right, and then uh, that's a Key and Pill thing. Yeah, I know. No, that's um, no, it's true. It's like, and you know, so, no, but it's, my, my point it's being, bit. It's I mean, I, prestige. I it, that was the th- twist. But you didn't think Heck that yeah. watching the movie. What this movie? Well, like, because well, I, because well, I, okay, yeah. He to said be fair, was, I knew what was coming the whole time. Oh, yeah. oh I like this. But I did a lot of I did a lot of research. Yeah, I did a lot of reading. Like and somebody did a review. Yeah, nobody knew if you didn't know. Yeah, you wouldn't have caught it. Somebody did a review that said that. Yeah, if you other than being a history buff, you wouldn't have got it, and that that that. Oh twist. yeah. Oh, you mean like if you knew like if, if you're you a big history know? buff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're a big history buff like you and Fernando apparently, uh, sitting there in the mornings talking. Well, about only when American. it comes to movies. I don't like to do history unless it's like about to be adapted to film. Well, like, but you and Fernando were going over that. We book. were. Uh, American Prometheus. So mm-hmm. anyway, the movie is to me top ten of what I've seen lifetime. Whoa. I think it is the best Christopher Nolan film of all time. I think he hit it out of the park. I personally believe that not only does this deserve Best Picture, I believe Kelly Murphy deserves Best Actor because this entire movie is reliant reliant on his acting and the way he just uses his emotions, his his eyes. Bug eyes. Yes, his (laughs) bug eyes. The way he just does the small. Even when he found out that his uh is that that uh, a mistress of his died. That whole scene right there. Right. I think it's weird that there was two personas that Oppenheimer had in the movie. He had one where he was very confident, very much a ladies' man, a fast talker, quick thinker. And there were other times where he looked like he was like the most confused person in the room. That's exactly how he was. Yeah, that's what that's That's how he was duality of man. And oh wow! Yeah. So. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Um, but again, uh, okay. uh, but yeah, Kelly Murphy kills it out of the park. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. deserves best supporting actor. Uh, I will say this: I though, don't like Jesse Oppenheimer. 
That's my Robert Downey Jr. Did you like that? Doctor Oppenheimer. Yeah. It's a pleasure. Uh, but my negative. I'll give, oh, by the way, look, look what's on the TV. What is it? Let the dark night. Oh, yeah, it's oh Oppenheimer. sure enough, yeah, an Oppenheimer. There yeah, there we go. Look at that. Funding so, <laughs> promotion. One of the best movies of the century. So you right are. There. So you are at all the awards guy right now. Young no, century. but I'll say that there are there are some negatives. Okay, first off, he oh, could have. Wow. Okay. He could have cut some time off this film. There's just no doubt about it, especially in the very first part of the movie. Uh, a lot of that was just which kind of, well, like what? What's um, it? yeah, I, you can say it. Uh, um, we're, was we're it? deep in spoiler mode. I we didn't really need to see his beginning stages in the uh, in uh, what's it called Cambridge. That all could have been cut out. I know we're we're trying to but establish. I think there was a reason for that. I understand that, but okay. there could have been a way you could circumvent that or made it shorter or edited it down. I, there it other wasn't parts that long of, was it? Yeah, it was. There was a whole part. But then I mean, again, like. To me, in a movie, thirty minutes feels like five minutes. So, like, I, it's hard. I, no, I'm not it, a good again, judge. I'm trying to pick and choose where it could do it. Okay. Okay. Continue. What's but the, the other one? That um, what was it? Later on, uh, when he's meeting the the other communists and stuff. Like, I know it's important okay. later on, but there were some things you could have cut out. Uh, there was a whole scene where. Okay, I'll I'll give this scene. Remember, we when, can spoil it. That's what I we know, do no, on every I'm, show. I'm, it's I'm, t- all good. I'm doing it right now. Okay. You remember when he came home and found out he was going to be the head of the Manhattan right. Project, and his wife was drunk, and then the baby was crying, and she's like, "Let's go," and he's like, "Shouldn't you call for call to him?" Mm-hmm. She's like, "I've been fucking calling to him all day." Mm-hmm. Great scene, but it doesn't go anywhere. Well, I think the whole point was to show, like, "Oh my god, they're but about they to know, get this but kid." But they don't up. reference it again. Like, it's never referenced but again. But it's because the, the kid's not with them for half the movie. No, the kids are. It like later. No, almost literally, they come back. Well. They're they're there. The, yeah, well, they, sure. They cover that though. No, yeah. they don't. They say we they dropped him off at that that Russian yeah, guy's house. Yeah, and then right. they come back and when they, they get back. Los yeah. Alamos, which in the timeline mm-hmm. that's a long time. Right, but in the movie, the way it's edited, you see that kid right back up. Well, again. I know, but like, what are you gonna do? You gonna have the Los Alamos timeline? And, Are we gonna know, sit there the for thing. two here's weeks? The thing. You don't see her again. Like you don't see her again, Emily? right? Okay. Uh, Emily Blunt. You don't see her character again until they go move into Los Alamos. Yeah, but that's so, so tough to call, so man. Because this again, is not... you don't see the kid. You see the kid show up again. So it's assumed that the kid was just chilling with the mom the whole time. So anyway, I didn't think that scene was necessary. Uh, those no, just... they had to have a reason for them to get rid to of the get kid. rid of the kid. They it, what it was trying to show was that they were so obsessed with this their new work, project. Yeah. Yes. No, they I could not that, take care of their child. But they did not show that effectively because you don't I show thought, her. I, 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 I totally got yeah. It. No, totally and they even that. say we're bad parents. Right. He does. And he and then he even said like forget no, I even asked. But, but my yeah. point being yeah. is okay, they're only then okay, there was a scene after then I get it. Because they went horseback riding without the kids. Right. They could have cut that scene too. Yeah, that's when I went to the bathroom. Yeah. I agree. You sure did go to the bathroom. Man, boy, did I ever. Dang it. I, was so, I, was I drank like, so much water I, before that movie, and then I got the largest cup of Coke <laughs> known to man. Two times. I went three times. Three dude, times. Three times. Three times. Yeah, and I have this, okay, you know how something like uh, Wolverine's powers, he can heal, yeah. you know, Cyclops has the, the vision. Mine is I can tell what part of the movie is going to be boring enough for me oh to run God, to the bathroom that's your, that's your to where there's the minimal amount of dialogue and no character development is happening here. That. And all three scenes. And he, 
and I knew that the bombing was not going to happen anytime right. soon. But when I came back, yeah, he goes, oh, they dropped the bomb in Japan. Which is and reality. I was like, oh wait, did they actually show? No, no, they just uh, like announced it. Announced it. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, good, yeah, because I only missed, peed for yeah. like a minute and a half. Yeah. Was well, the bathroom close to that theater? Or was it on the other side? It was like it, it was, was that, that one. We yeah, to? that's oh, the so only one. Oh, so you had to go all the way across the lobby. Oh, but there was the nobody lobby. there. Oh, okay, okay. Which, by you. the way, the IMAX people. Yeah. When you're in the IMAX, yeah. they ain't. They're not doing anything. Oh no. They're literally. <laughs> the guy was sitting on the couch on his phone. The dude who took oh, my the coke was order the, oh, yeah. was just like lounging because <laughs> they're only there for one theater. Right. The service. I was like, that, once it starts going, that's that. Yeah, they just hang out for two and a half hours. Uh, but again, to wrap my thoughts on the movie, overall, it could have been shorter. Uh, I will say it was a little disappointed with uh, the aftermath of the bomb, but it quickly makes up for it. It does. Really? It quickly makes up for it. Okay. But because I, I love the third act, I didn't think I'd love the third act. To be I fair, like if that the criticism of the movie is the third act, so like you're not out of the well, door for saying stuff I'm, like that. But I love the. But third you do act. like it. I'm just saying you no, even criticizing after the bomb, like that is right. the normal thing that right. most people have done. But I'm telling you right now, I love. Oh the yeah, third yeah, act. yeah, yeah. And I think that's the best part of the movie, honestly. And I kind of want to go back and watch that just the last hour. Yeah, like like you said, if you're not a big history buff and you don't know that Strauss didn't like Oppenheimer. Then yeah, it's like a super plot twist right. because he set it up oh, as like a friendly uh, guy the entire. Thing. I did not like how they used Einstein. Oh, really, uh, Einstein felt was just like we're gonna throw this guy in there for yeah, the trailer. Why not? Uh, well, no. the, well, to be fair, one of the like okay, so actually, I it was actually really well used. I thought the fact that he yeah. ha- was in like three or four different scenes was was pretty good. I thought they just like to use it like guys, like uh, it's Einstein. He's here, yeah. And like, but they were they're they're they were buds. Like they were they I worked together. Th- oh my <laughs> god! He wanted he wanted to see Einstein in action. That's what it was. <laughs> I guess so. he, wanted he wanted to see, see him Einstein. like building the pick bomb. Up, pick yeah. Up a, yeah, pick up a <laughs> gun and go fight the Germans. <laughs> yeah, let's go, yeah. motherfuckers. Oppie, Oppie, I'm going to Germany. <laughs> oh no, I okay. I can't e, join the team, Oppie. With, I'm going to Germany. EA doing accents. I completely forgot about the best part of the entire movie going oh, experience. Oh, this is right. This is even right. before the movie starts. Right, so we go to our IMAX and we show up, and this uh, Mr. Film historian guy comes out to give us a lesson. <laughs> so I'm so excited about for film. So excited. Yeah, for he's like, look, this is film, boys and girls. <laughs> he, like, he like dropped ah, the. Like, yeah, yeah, and he's like, you he's know, like, check that getting out. Getting off goes, on the fact that nobody's the, seen like a roll of film. In, like, he a goes, decade. guys, yeah, these uh reach eleven miles long. Yeah, and then so he's like, speaking of that, how far have people come? I had some people out of Oklahoma, uh, somebody London, <laughs> Florida, out of nowhere. EA raises his hand and butts out Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's flat out, flat out, full <laughs> up, thick ass accent. Yeah. Do it say again. It, say yeah, it, say I, it. So, yeah. no, no, I'll be the guy. I'll be the guy. I'll be like, where are you from, sir? Afghanistan. Sorry, what? Afghanistan. <laughs> Afghanistan. We have no clue he's coming to just drop that bomb. And then, and so then the funny guys. thing is he buys it to the point where he's like, I he actually thinks that I fucking flew from Kabul, Afghanistan. Right, exactly. To, for Oppenheimer. I escaped In the Dallas. Taliban. In, In Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, I came all the way to Dallas By just the to watch way, Oppenheimer. Dallas was the third... Uh, highest grossing city of those of the IMAX? Sil- 70 millimeters. Thanks yeah, to IMAX. me. What were the other two? New York and LA. Oh, I thought you were going to say Duluth. Chicago, I think, was a pretty close one. Too. No, yeah, that would have been something. No, all it was right. just all So like, I loved it. I five loved out of five it. Five for uh, you. Five stars out of five stars. Okay, best movie of the cool. year. Yeah. Best movie in the last 10 years. It's solid. It's pretty damn good. Right, I want to hear Dottie's because, like, Dottie's was a Dottie. 
Dottie even was like at the end, he was like, I thought the bomb was going to be. So I want to yeah, hear. I thought so the bomb please, was going to so be please, bigger. I want to hear your review. I was, I was hoping for a little bit uh, more explosions. I wanted more bombs. A lot more. That's I like my movies with a lot of explosions in them. But that very first time they drop it, uh, it's it's cool. I was waiting for that sonic boom that happens, and that finally shows up, and it did even like give me a little bit of a jump scare, which was rad. Mm-hmm. But I wanted it to be a little bit bigger. Probably the coolest explosion I've ever seen on film was in Rogue One, I want to say, whenever they- Oh, the end? Yeah, the, uh-huh. whenever they blow up the ship, and it does that really cool, like everything freezes because yeah. it's in outer space. It goes- And I was like, dude, that was rad. That was awesome. I'm sorry that Christopher Nolan couldn't make that happen. Okay, so it has all the traits of a typical Christopher Nolan movie that I like, but also bother me at the same time with the soundtrack- of the it's just the tension building it's just one of his things it's his go-to it's like a crutch he does it a lot in dunkirk a lot it's just it works it works but whenever you catch on to it you're like oh okay i see but it i sometimes i feel like it's overused because i was listening to it for like the first 18 minutes well dodd thanks for coming listen no no no. it's just what are you having? A cup of coffee. And it's just like anything that's mundane that's underneath. The other thing that he always does is another tactic or a trick is writing dialogue style. It's always these highly intelligent individ- uh, men that when they have their conversations, they're so dry and they get right to the meat of whatever they need to figure out. And it's extremely quick. It's dry, quick, and they just get right to it. There's like, hey, uh, Man, I've really been mulling over how we're gonna execute this thing. Like, ah, oh, damn, that's a good. Hey, I got an idea. What if we did this? It's like, are we gonna do this? Of course, we're gonna do this. But what about the things? Oh, that's a thing. Oh, that is a thing. Oh no, oh, we wow. gotta be concerned about this thing. Oh no, that's this other thing. You're right. Let's get the thing. Let's go get that thing. And that's all of them. Think about everything that they did in the movie. Bullshit. Yeah, it's about the think about think about Inception. That's how it was. Like. Every like there was if that was the case, why do they even need to have dialogue? Because if they're all on the same page, it's and they all knew exactly where all the chess see, pieces I are moving. I agree with you on a little bit dialogue? of that. Is because you see, you want the you want the screenwriter to explain things to you. No, I understand that they want the exp- the explanation, but what I'm saying is the way the dialogue is set up. It's it's so we're two highly intelligent men that we're having like a chess dialogue to where <laughs> there's like there's no emotion behind it. It's I, so dry. I, I, I don't know if you I see that's only probably the, the the most vivid of a character that he's had was what uh, Josh Hartnett did where he's actually like oh, smiling smiling and love like Josh in this Yeah movie. and he was just like the like he the American machismo that he brought to the to the thing, like a big bulking character and he's like, Hey there pal, hey buddy you know, we're yeah. American. I never we, sold we my stock hard. on Josh. Yeah. I was but, all in but on no, Josh. But no, but I was disagreeing because I think Killian Murphy did that t- ten times fold what he did with his acting. Second of all. I'm not it, saying that his acting was bad. No, but, but, I, but no. he didn't come across as American at all in the movie. I I thought he was American. No, I mean, he, but he obviously like seemed like he was like kind of like ethnic or something. I don't know. It was I don't weird. know. I never got that. I, I did. Don't know. I totally okay. got it. Because oh. there's there's the like I said, Josh Hartnett was playing like the all American like right. hey, Maybe. I used to be like so, wait, I was out. I was time like out. the, the captain of the of the rugby team time back out. in so Ivy League. Overly white. Have no, to be I'm, no, American? I'm just saying. No, I mean I mean Killian That's Murphy's it. insanely white. He's Are you Irish. talking about woman hater? Yeah. What are you looking at me no, for? but what I'm saying is, it's it's. Uh, All right, that's fine. I never really got I, that that I, full vibe that he was like hardcore, he was hardcore American. American guy. Yeah. What about okay. Strauss? Um, I had a hard time not seeing Robert Downey Jr. the entire time. 
Ah, oh, dang it. I, he didn't, that didn't go for you? No, it didn't Man. go. I thought there were times That's, where that I, was the thing they were I worried didn't say, about. Yeah, and I didn't think he was. the only one that thinks that. No. It's no, like Barbie, he, isn't it? No, he even said, because I heard him talking about a podcast, yeah. uh, and whenever he was approached to doing some other acting, he'd been doing Marvel stuff so much. Not that he was concerned that he'd be typecast. Yeah. But he didn't know if he could still stretch those right. acting muscles. No, but Which is that's what he telling, clearly did. Yeah, in he did. That's why he I was did a phenomenal you all about job. That. I'm telling yeah. you from a viewer, from him, he's just so yeah. freaking big now and so synonymous with Iron Man and Tony Stark. You know that all I could see was like, see, oh, it's I, a bald that, old no, Tony Stark. See, this is where becoming a movie buff comes in because I've seen him in a lot of different things. Yeah. Sure. No, but here's my <laughs> the only disagreement with that. The reason why is, and I, I like to point out that one thing, what I call the turn, the turn thing of when Strauss, the prestige. Yes. That's why the prestige is deep, because that's his whole point. His whole point <laughs> is, of the fact that the magic trick, the turn, is called the prestige, and he made a movie where the turn is the prestige, is the prestige. called the prestige, and it was Thank a you. nod wow. to his career. That's why yeah. the prestige. That's but why anyway, it's the, from a, the, yeah. the turn, when he turns into evil Strauss, that flipped because he Strauss. was so... Like, like uh, Depression so, Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. He had evil Strauss. He was, he was so like... Just a sniveling little bureaucrat, like, oh, hi, hi, oh, can I introduce you to... He's playing the game. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you just that like, that son of a bitch. See, that was the thing, like, was like, that was why I brought that article up to y'all at the end, was the fact that, like, it, someone was mentioning that, like, Christopher Nolan basically did the reverse, as much reverse as he could, because Robert had done such a... And I told you, I didn't believe this article was actually, like, on to something. I don't think it's actually... Mm -hmm. But, like, the fact that somebody was able to sniff that out was the fact that... Robert had played such a good guy, really, for yeah. all of his life. Is that they were saying, like, well, what if what if Christopher was like, we're going to give you the most evil character to try to offset that and kind of get away from the superhero thing? I don't know if that's true, but that was like the one thing I will say that a lot of people and and Robert and Chris like were mentioning was like, will you? And that's it goes for any character. Tom Holland, the Spider Man guys have that fate all the time. Yep, is like, will you be able to see them outside of the character? And for you, you said no. So. What yeah. worked for you then? I'm curious to see what worked. For, like, what was what were parts of the movie where like this is uh, or unless nothing did. Editing is always great. Okay, any Christopher Nolan movie, he he really can push the pace on you. He always finds a way to to pull out some like the emotion that he wants you to feel. He's yeah. a master of getting you to feel that. He's a master of getting you to think that. Uh, his films are always highly intelligent. He and his writing staff they always put together like borderline masterpieces every single time. Uh, they're always they're really about the spectacle of film, which is fantastic. I loved seeing a movie go back to film because there were a few times that you saw them get out of focus. Oh yeah, that's so cool. And I love that idea. It, it totally looked different. The depth of field was amazing. The colors were so rich, by mm -hmm. the way. There was a scene where they were first. It was, it was the first time they were into the hearing, and they show Robert Downey Jr. standing there and. Everything else was extremely cloudy. Yeah. You can't do that with digital. You can mask it with digital, but the way that that lens has to throw the light onto the film, it was just so amazing and to be able to like see the that lighting again. in black and white. They had that spotlight behind him in that dude, one scene. Man, the, then another thing what I loved about it was the black and white and the color, like the, mm -hmm. the two perspectives. But to shoot something in black and white IMAX, first like, time ever. Yeah, he made sure um, everybody knew that too. All right, so yeah, of course he did. Yeah. Well, um, so your thoughts, final thoughts on Oppenheimer? Give it a little star. I'll watch it. I'll watch it again, but I'll probably only watch it one more time. Oh man, that's coming from a a guy that's like a hater, over ten years older than I am, and has a kid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, I'll, I'll check it out. Stars? What's your stars? That's a, probably about three and a half out of five. I'll take it. Yeah, that's pretty low, but I'll take it. <laughs> He's looking at you like okay, I knew. okay. I'll tell you what. 
3.78 out of 5. He's so upset. He thought, he thought, oh. Hey, if you round it up, that's 4. Poor guy. He you thought know? everybody was going to love this movie. Everybody did. Um, I don't uh, I, Okay, here's my, the one last thing. The one okay. last thing. I, I've noticed that there was uh, women talking about how uh, – Apparently, Christopher Nolan doesn't know how to like have a powerful woman yeah. in the movie. He has our time. So, technically, he's trying to be historically accurate, but I'd say that the real turn, you know, you talked about the Robert Downey Jr. turn. I'd say the real turn was whenever Emily Blunt steals that scene. Yes. And she stands up for her dude right, and right. goes at those guys in the hearing. Because she'd been telling him to he, play, hey. He makes her the hero of the movie. Because Oppenheimer's not sticking up for himself. Wow, Christopher would love to hear you say that. And he, it goes throughout, like, whenever he was going to poison his professor because his mm -hmm. professor didn't like him, he had that friend of his stick up for him and says, go talk to this guy. Yeah. But then whenever he basically built the bomb, everybody turned on him, so he wasn't the hero again. And so he needed somebody to come to his rescue, and it was the one woman that he actually did something bad against. Yeah, so think about it. He stopped himself from killing his professor. He... he says, you know, in retrospect, I we shouldn't have dropped this bomb or we, maybe we shouldn't have done it, but he did what this country asked him to do. He didn't turn his back on his country. And then right. whenever he finally turned his back on somebody, which was his wife, by being uh, by having two affairs because right. he finally admits to another Get one. To the other one, yeah. She's the one that winds up being the hero. Out of all of that. Out wow. of all of that. Out of all the people that he bailed out and helped out throughout their <laughs> careers, all those men, it was that. the woman who understood exactly. that he needed to stand up for himself. I, I that's the I, hero. I couldn't of the agree movie. more. I couldn't agree more. Really? There you right. go. Um, what's your stars? Man. So I don't know why you thought for a sudden that I was like hating on this, like hating this movie. Uh, well, you only get to say stars because you wasted all <laughs> our time with your Barbie. <laughs> what are you talking about? Greta Gerwing. I had to defend Greta. Yeah. Somebody had to finally do it. Listen, there's a few movies that I believe are some of the greatest technical achievements and cinematic achievements uh obviously in history but just over the to keep it a little bit smaller the course of the last 25 years going and really going into the you know turn of the 2000 mm -hmm. um this was undoubtedly one of them on hard on, on like no doubt was one of the best things i've probably ever seen in quite some time and i think that it's pretty remarkable that as moviegoers i think we got two really forward pushing movies and also technically gifted movies in the course of eight months between what james cameron did underwater with avatar it's true i don't know why you think that that's not a gee it's unbelievable it Keep took him a while but it worked and then obviously what christopher nolan just did with uh, Oppenheimer and the way he put that together. I think this is, without a doubt, one of his, I, if not his best movie, it's a top three movie, depending on how you like it. I think a lot of that comes based off of what like genre you like the best, because I think a lot of people are going to be like, I like Interstellar, I like Inception. I think that base is like, do you like World War II? Do you like space things? Do you like I th or, or Batman? Do you like comic books? I think that's what, but regardless, I think it's a top three movie. I think that this is the movie will come back and we'll be like, this is everything Christopher Nolan has put together. We thought kind of that was Dunkirk, but like now we're realizing like, oh, wow, this is like uh, the Oppenheimer's on a different level. Um, I'll say that you want me to burst your bubble? Mm -hmm. One of the Einstein things didn't happen. That was fake. Sorry. Okay. And the, and the, sorry, I didn't know if you thought. Also, the grandson denies the fact that he tried to poison 
his professor with the apple. Don't know if that's true or not. His grandson wasn't there, but he claims that didn't actually happen. Other than that, regardless, I don't really care. The movie is unbelievable. It's one of those movies I was like, I felt like directed right for me. Everything I wanted that movie to do, it did. Like, I think I had even told you this, EA, was like, I hope that they don't finish the movie off with the bomb testing. I hope that's not the pinnacle. I wanted the aftermath the aftermath because everything that i had watched and read i was like oh my god this is crazy how much it jacked him up but then he went to trial because he thought everybody was going to back him up when in reality nobody had his back other than technically his wife at the end and, and everything Rami like Malik. that what Rami Malik. <laughs> yeah and so seriously like right. that was the thing it was like he i don't think if, if he knew he was going to get blindsided like he did and the way that they were going to do that and it was going to be basically like a witch hunt i don't think he would have went to trial but he did and so I was so interested in that and how it messed up, like messed his mind up, like knowing the bomb went off and killed all these people because he technically he was building the bomb for a whole different purpose than everybody else was. A lot of people were wanting that bomb to be built because they were like, like you see with Teller, Edward Teller. By the time he saw the power of uh, splitting the atoms and everything, he was like, how big can we make this sucker? And yeah. he ends up making the hydrogen bomb. Oppenheimer, Robert, felt like, I think, like he. He felt like if he had made this bomb and they saw what it could do and the damage that it would do, what? What are you laughing at? It's what? No, is it funny? Is, no, it's funny because you go Oppenheimer. Robert. Robert. I don't like, like calling people like, by the last yeah, name. Like, like, I always Robert. found that so no, weird. No, but like we didn't know who the fuck you was. I'm sorry. I just don't like calling people by his last name. Jay. Yeah, Jay, right? Robert. I call, that's how I call athletes. I don't call them by their last names. It's weird. I don't know. It's weird. But anyways, I also don't call music artists by their music names. But um, he built the bomb. I because he felt like if he if they showed the power that this thing could have that everybody would say that's it we're not doing this anymore it would end basically it would create world peace obviously that did not happen and it's so like that was what his motive was everybody else had the motive of we just want to make as much you know we want to have the power we want to be able to build as many bombs as we can yeah. build a hydrogen bomb yada 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 which sucks because that's not his that was not his motive i thought that was really done you well felt- you felt huh? his grief. You felt his torture. Oh yeah, and it was because everybody else is kind of like, how 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 big can we make this thing, and how much like can the USA? Because that's and that's the scene you see with uh, President Truman is he's like he's like, when will the Russians get the bomb? That's all he was worried about. Mm-hmm. He didn't care. And then that that was the thing. Where, oh, whereas Oppenheimer, best, what? Best scene in the movie. Do you know oh, who that was? Like Truman. Does anybody know who Truman was? President of the United States. No, no, no. Who was the actor? Yeah, it's Gary Oldman. Oldman. I just didn't. No. Some people didn't know. I'm just yeah. saying. Like now I feel dumb obvious. for asking that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, Give us your letter. Your so, star now. So here's my thing. I'm, 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 I'm wrapping up. We, I'm we, done. We gotta go. I'm we wrapping gotta up. Go. I'm wrapping up. I'm wrapping up. I think that what Christopher Nolan was able to do in terms of the hype that came into this movie, and he pulled it off, I was absolutely stunned. And I will also say this: when that bomb sequence happened, the minute the night started with the with the rain going right up until literally the when he's raised the next day, we're kind of in the morning. They're still on the same day raised up on the shoulders and everything. I am not sure that there is a director in this world that can do what Christopher Nolan no. just did there. And you kept talking about like the tension that was there the whole time. Oh the yeah. Entire sure. fucking when that bomb goes off, not even that. Hold on. First off, you get sure, to the point where the rain, there. the rain there. That's fine. And they have that little. I love that little scene between him and Matt Damon, where they're kind of just like chatting. Around oh, the they're waiting around. Yeah. Him. And the best I, part of that scene, you like the joke. I think the best part of that scene for me, he's like, "In two hours, we'll know." I'm yeah. just like, "God, that's so scary." But then they leave. He goes, "Good luck." And they can't because usually in the movies, you'll see this a lot where 
two main characters are together. I was thinking about but it. <laughs> they always get together and they're like they like they're the friends of the movie. Like they became friends. Like for instance, have you all seen Blue Streak? Yeah. With Martin, Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, I mean that that's right, right. up there with, yeah. with Christopher Nolan's work. <laughs> <you know. laughs> I love that. But you know, but what I'm talking about, like Luke Wilson was like yes. his friend for most of the film. Mm-hmm. But then they separate, but at the end they're like friends. Like mm-hmm. those two, you know, like that happens in movies a lot where they separate. I felt like Matt Damon was like Oppenheimer's friend. Well, like, see, and I think that's what I think Matt Damon to some people won the movie because it's it's honestly it it's not a completely different movie, but man, it makes a big of a it makes a yeah, big difference. So he's there, he's there, and then he says goodbye, like good luck, right. finally. Don't blow but then the world up. From that point on, the tension builds like, like ten, nine, and everyone's like, "There's Holy just shit!" Like it's. Like, the just world's not about many... to fucking change. You know it's here's the part best yeah, part. You already of know the outcome. You know the outcome, but you you're invested. But anyway, give you're me just some excited stars. to see so the easily... biggest nuclear bomb ever on film, and then it's just a little. I, just, I thought that was. You're just being a hater. I, th- I thought it was absolutely beautiful the hater. way he did yeah. it. Five out stars. of five stars, man. I thought this was Christopher Nolan's like master. I thought I just. Here's the thing too. Um, I will give me a star. No, I said five out of five. His five out of five. This will probably get nominated for twelve. Oscars, which will I would be shocked. Sweep, sweep. What I sweep. can't do it. There's, there's the only. There's only one movie in the past like twenty years. And that things change. Okay. Well, I wouldn't mind. For, that's what I'm about to tell you is that it's probably gonna get nominated for twelve. If it got nominated for two other ones, I'd be shocked. But if it gets the fourteen, that'd be nuts. But twelve seems about right. It's gonna. Well, they might not have an Oscar. It, it's gonna do. But well, that would suck. That's gonna do. That's like my Super Bowl. You know, that'd be below the line. And then that also means that Killian will get nominated. Robert will get nominated, Emily will get nominated, Nolan. and then obviously this will be Nolan's. He will if he doesn't win Best Picture, I think he. I mean, Best Director is well in his sights. Like like this is going to be the movie. He doesn't get nominated for Best Director that often. It's only yeah. been on one other time. He's going to finally get like recognized once again. This is an unbelievable achievement. Yeah. Killian Murphy, I do believe right now is the front runner for that award, um, and I'm not sure. I think that he's going to have it for a while. We'll see what happens in. January, but I think he's going to be a front runner for a while. Okay. And this best picture, this is going to be his best shot at winning a best picture. He's never been able to do it with any other movie. Like I said, Dunkirk was the only one I think that came the closer, but this is going to be his best. Now, I will say this what could easily happen, EA, you're going to be disappointed. It might not win best picture. There's a good chance because politics plays a big part in this, but I think that we could walk away at the end of the award season and say, yeah, I didn't win best picture, but that is by far our best movie of the year. You know what I'm saying? That happens all the time. Can't believe. Anyway, it's true. The, the, it the Academy all the time. loves a period piece. They, they really, I mean, like, and this, right. is, this is his best. It's going to be his best shot at it. I do think Robert Downey Jr. is an absolute lock. I don't. I don't even think that. Yeah, he's got God. legacy votes. I didn't him. say he was a bad actor. I, yeah, said, I said he, his Iron acting Man. was great. He's got I, legacy no. votes. I, like I said all I can so see was Iron Man. This yeah. was a but his performance was amazing. If I you haven't Affleck, seen, he had see, he had to. I can see Ben Affleck's not as bad. He had to slow down his. Uh, but there's not a role that that Ben Affleck played like 17 times. That's so true too. Ben Affleck was was doing Oscar movies way before he ever did a comic. Book anyway, movie. I'm, okay, I'm done. Let's I'm do done a top five Nolan real quick. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I'll go first. Okay. okay you can't be okay. Okay. He's gonna say all three this, of the Batman's. The you, if you do that, your thing doesn't count. You're a pansy. But if you want to do it, go ahead. Just know it doesn't count. All right. So number five. You can put all three in there. Just put them in different you, spots. I'm just saying, if you believe that they are the best movies, just put like, them in there. Let me do it. Like he just doesn't. Don't let me be do a pansy. It. All right, number five. <laughs> I got number five. I have. It's true. Interstellar. Okay. I love the score in that film. It's so good. Hans Zimmer. 
Number four is Inception. Okay. Number three is the Prestige. No. Put in Prestige five. Okay. Moving Interstellar four. Inception's three. Okay. So Interstellar so Prestige five, Interstellar four. Yeah. Inception three. Okay. And then number two, the Dark Knight trilogy. God, you're a pansy. But then inside the Dark Knight trilogy, inside the trilogy, inside the trilogy, do it, whatever. I don't care. It goes There's Batman no Begins, count. The Dark Knight, and then The Dark Knight Rises. Be a man. And then at number one, Oppenheimer. Be a man. All right, go ahead. You're uh, top no, five. No, let Dottie go. Be a man. All right, Let me I, cool I had to go back second. and look at this real quick. Um, I'll say <sighs> Inception 5. Okay. Um, let's see here. Let me flip this. Let me flip this, actually. I'm going to go Interstellar 5, Inception 4, okay. uh, Batman Begins 3, Dark Knight 2, and for me, just personal. Oh, yeah, scrap. Crap, I forgot about this one. There okay. we go. Okay, here we I go. Let me, let me reset this. Let me reset this. Okay, Interstellar, out. Yep. Okay, we're going to go Inception 5, Batman right. Begins, okay. uh, Dark Knight Rises, Memento, and just for me personally, the Prestige. Hell yeah! He, I was about to say, is someone gonna put Memento in there? Yeah, yeah. Memento, dude. That was my jam That's from a killer like movie. like '02 to like '04. I was like, yep, I gotta stuff. stop down and watch this. I'm a little glad. overrated, but all right. I mean, and it's... I think isn't there a character named Dodd in that movie too? <laughs> oh, there you go. So I believe so. All right, what's your five? Um, okay. God, I cannot believe you just did that. You pant. Oh my god! The, I can do whatever the fuck I want. It's my show. <laughs> Loser. Yeah, anyway. Dodd was a drug dealer, an associate of Jimmy Grant's. All right. So number five for me, I'm putting the Prestige. Got it. Number four, I'm putting Inception. Okay. Okay. Number three, I'm putting Dunkirk. Okay. Watch Dunkirk. I, Actually, you you for some reason you were like it's a it's a really crappy rewatch. I was like, yeah, what? I, fall, I was falling asleep with it. I'm putting Dunkirk at three. I'm putting The Dark Knight at two, mm -hmm. and I do believe that is a whole accumulation of everything. Oppenheimer is Christopher Nolan's best movie ever made. Mm. I can't hate that list except the Dunkirk one. Dunkirk uh, is. Unbelievable. No, I, but I, that's just I, me. That one I haven't seen, so I couldn't really. You put would that love in there. it. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, I, I want to see no, it. It's really, really, really yeah, good. Yeah, because it's about the Battle of. Yeah, Britain, it was right? like I fell asleep. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It is. It is. If if Oppenheimer had not been made, we yeah. would be making the argument that Dunkirk so, is. His so best movie. okay, in Dunkirk, after they leave yeah. and they're escaping to Britain, does it feature any like stuff from the Battle of Britain, or does it just? <laughs> Like stop right it after everybody's just, saved. Just kind of stops. I thought you were gonna. Uh, be it's all like, the lead up. To I thought you were gonna add like for EA. Does it have any like you know this Batman? <laughs> but does it have like the fishermen that are like coming to save? Them oh and yeah, everything? yeah, yeah. Okay, it does. All right. Yeah, they even Mark Rylance stories. even has a really okay. cool line in there. They, they have they really? have the land. They have the we, land. We're gonna need a bigger boat. Does he say that? Technically, like it's pretty <laughs> no, close to that. All he, like, all he says throughout the whole movie is Dunkirk, pretty... Dunkirk, oh, Dunkirk. But then they ask, "What is that?" And he goes, "It's home." And it's like everybody coming. I was like, so "Killian Murphy was a very small role in that." But there you go. I want to uh, read you real quick, real quick, real quick. This, this, we're not no, gonna talk. No, we, no, we're not. No, 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 no hold no, on, hold no, on, hold on. We we're not gonna talk. We're not talking about it. I'm just gonna read you the list. This is the top ten all-time two movies released in the same weekend. I just want y'all to hear these, okay? I don't like these are just top ten. Like I don't have a ranking on these. These are just what I'm seeing on the internet. Okay. Released in the same day, like we did with Oppenheimer and Barbie. 
Blade Runner versus The Thing, way back in the day. Batman versus Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Mm. Anybody seen those? Yeah. Of course we're going to discuss this. We're this not. Is like 19- That's not discussing. <laughs> this is like 1989? Well, yeah, that, that was in 89, yeah. Okay, you yeah. better go before I shut you. T- turn Jumanji off your- versus Heat. 94? 95. 95. 95. These are the same day. Ghostbusters versus Gremlins. Is that like 80, 84? Yeah, yeah. Look at this guy. Yeah, because yeah, he was there, he was a teenager. I was there. Too. Yeah. Spaceballs versus Full Metal Jacket. Oh, is that like eighty seven? They sucked. <laughs> what? What year was that one? Oh man, eighty seven. Whoa. Okay. There you go. Number five, Toy Story, right? The original versus Casino. That's, that's ninety five. Son of oh, ninety five. Yeah, Look 95. at this. Number four, Django Unchained versus Les Mis. Uh, was that like 2009? 12. 12, okay. Yeah, I remember, I remember I saw those together. Number three, The Matrix versus The 10 Things I Hate About You. So that's 99. Look at Heath Ledger. That's nice. There that's you go. That's spring of 99. Number yeah. two, Elf versus Love Actually, major movies. So 03. There I you know, go. I didn't know Elf had a movie. And the big, oh, yeah, this is the right big, there. this is by far the biggest one. This is one, this one is like the biggest since to the one we're having right now. Mm-hmm. The Dark Knight versus Mamma Mia. So Mamma Mia, here there we go, go again, yeah. Mama. Both movies Mama got multiple, so there you go. There's your. Thank you for your uh, for your. I list. think it's interesting because nobody knows about that stuff. Uh, so if you're ever wondering why our podcasts <laughs> go longer than they should, it's because of. I'm Michael. just trying to hit a podcast with a longer <laughs> runtime than Oppenheimer. That's all I want. We probably did That's that. Tonight. Yeah, this is a very. I'm very I was, Nolan. Uh, What's the guy? The guy who does a forty-year-old version. What's his name? Steve Carell. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, uh, the Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow movie where they're insanely long, yeah. but not even funny by the end. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. well, he's going for. A, he's trying to pull on your heartstrings. Yeah, I'm sick and tired. I of just that. wanted to share that list. That's all. You know how all I, right, I well, like. But it works. No. How do you like that argument? It no. sucks, doesn't it? But <laughs> it works. All right, so thank you to our special guest, Jonathan Dodd. Hopefully you can come back anytime. You're more than welcome to. Man, Wait, we'll, we're not we'll doing see. Flashpoint? Oh, yeah, no, Flashpoint. We don't have Let's time do for that. Let's we're just not, do it. No, well, that's not. the whole point of Flashpoint. It's got to be quick. It's no. be Let's quick. go. Right, you want to do it's it? The, let's, it's the, let's, let's do a speed It was speed born of rapid fire. It was born of rapid fire. I'll give you like one sentence answers. There we go. All right, let's go. I'll have one. Let's do it. Sean Payton criticized the former coach for the Denver Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett, who's now off with the Jets and dealing with all that. Uh, but he criticized them, saying that they were the worst coaching staff they've ever had. He's now apologized for that. Do you think Sean Payton is going to get any kind of backlash no. from this? No. Nothing could be worse than Bounty Gate, so he's probably good. All right. Uh, second of all, Aaron Rodgers took a huge pay cut, $34 million to be exact. Do you think that's a good move by Aaron Rodgers, or do you? and does it repair his image, or do you think uh, – this was all bound. He's still a, Listen, a jerk. That dude can make $600 million. He's still a weird mofo. It don't matter. Yeah, still a weird guy, <laughs> but he's in a different market. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's still it's in New York, man. I don't the care world, how big of a pay cut he takes. He's weird. The Women's World Cup is going on. Are you guys watching it? I've watched I'm every watching game. I'm watching it right now. What are you Ask talking about? England's up one on one. I've watched every game since we've started. Okay, good. USA, we're taking the – well, I'm not going to jinx it, but – the competition this year is so much better than it's been in a long time. I've watched every single dribble of the ball. Dude, uh, Mia Ham, she's killing it. That's right. On she the kicks. on the analyst desk. From home. Ass. All right, well that's flashpoint for you guys. Wait, wait, I got one. Yeah, one. He's got okay. one. Oh my god. Mattel is just we this is a good one. Okay? Cuz we said this probably shouldn't have, like this would be a weird idea. Mattel is now they're getting money hungry. 
Barbie's making what it's making, probably going to cross over a billion dollars. They are discussing having multiple Barbie sing, uh, sequels in a Barbie universe. Is that a good idea? No. I absolutely agree. That would be an awful idea. And Because gr- your girl Greta won't be part of it. Either. Well, she'll, she'll, she'll take herself out of it. She, can we get a prequel? She has too much in a Barbie. Yeah, maybe. Can we get a yeah, prequel? Yeah, let's have one with Ruth. With yeah, Ruth. with the fucking the way, Carla yeah, her from Her origin Cheers. story. Yeah. Her, Greta her, Gerwig is- You know what? Her is, origin is, story, was, she was a, bar de, a waitress at <gasps> Cheers. <laughs> That work with Sam and Coach. I'm not quite sure we'll ever get a weekend like we just did for the next five years, but I was so happy it happened and everybody showed it to the movies. We have Oppenheimer, Barbie, and MI7 Part 1 all at the oh, same time. That, 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 we are back, we're back, not even, back, We're not even talking about back. how badly Mission Impossible did. <laughs> why don't you look up? Why don't you go ahead and look up the we, the box office totals? I'm going to go watch they it dropped, as soon as I get home. They dropped, you know what happened? They got lost the sound of freedom in the third week. Why don't you go look up how much more money a, they have compared to Oppenheimer right no, now? That's just bad. Anyway, uh, I want to thank Jonathan Dodd. Dodd, do you want to promote anything? Twitter or what? Uh, yeah, you can find me somewhere on the internet. Okay. Do you want to put a Twitter in there? Nah, it's all good. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Creighton, what about you? Find me on Twitter. Yeah. Talking about the World Cup and also Tomorrowland for the next two Where days. Is your, what's your Twitter? Well, since nobody can spell my name up here, C-R-E-I-G-H-T-O-N-B-R-A-N-C-H at Creighton Branch. Um, also, I will be talking about Utopia probably for the next hot two hmm. years so that's that travis scott devil album it is the travis scott perfection album it's did not you, he, did no. you know he sacrificed all those people he at did the not World? he did not that's what TikTok he did told not him. all right by the way mission impossible has more money than oppenheimer right now it's just saying all right anyway uh at you ea sports dfw i'm on twitter that's where you go at eazod 60 on the gram you think we got to three hours no uh, uh, at uh, you can find me also on the best for business. Uh, every Wednesday we're gonna do some training camp stuff. So at BFB DFW, check it out. And of course, occasionally, uh, right now I'm in the uh, in the dungeon right no, now. No, you're not. You just did host. I mean, you just did. Yeah, but now I'm back weeks. into the dungeon. Tomorrow I go back into Get the back dungeon. Get back in there. Yeah. I have, I've been in the dungeon. But for a one day on the weekends you might hear me pop up. You never know. You won't hear now, me at all. I'm, I'm in the dungeons. We'll see. Who knows? You know, certain somebody really hates me now. Um, <laughs> oh but anyway. I love you guys. You guys are great, and uh, we'll see you not next week because I'll Go be in watch the movies Miami. if you haven't gone. But uh, we'll see We're you back. when we see you. The movies are back, people. Peace.